You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about every week. It's your boy Jordan Witt. Hey, it's Michael. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. <laughs> like Xerxes for a second, like you raised your arms. Like I don't know. <laughs> I am a kind god, Jordan. <laughs> Call me Zeus. <laughs> Zeus, what? Yes, because God of War is about to come out soon. Oh, gotta wear four? Yes. Oh, man. Next month. This month. It's April. Yeah, this month. I feel so old. I, I haven't even been thinking about video games. You can't play it Fortnite. anyway because you don't have a PlayStation. You, I, I you actually get a PlayStation for that. I oh, man. Gotta wear three. Somebody you you will get one, but you don't have one. Key, key phrase. I mean, speaking of Kratos, was he in Ready Player One? He had to be. Probably, probably, he but been. I mean, there was so many. They got Master Chief, Overwatch. Yeah, there was so many uh, characters that I would have to watch it. Like he's got to be in there. I would have to watch it on Blu-ray where I could pause it. Yeah, there's so many characters in those like big like group shots. He's got to be in there somewhere. He's probably in there somewhere. But yeah, I just wanted to segue into this week's main event: Ready Player One, directed yeah. by Spielberg. Ready, great Player edition. One. Did you read the book? No, I did not read the book. Good, because apparently if you read the book, you hate the movie. <laughs> I mean, I heard, I heard I heard a lot of people say there was uh they took a lot of liberties from the book. Mm-hmm. I heard it's basically a completely different beast. So I mean, I, I, I funny enough, I, I downloaded the audio book and I started listening to it. I but I don't like the 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 voice actors. I was like, I don't like the way. Yeah, I don't like the way he sounds. I also downloaded the audio book, and I'm glad I didn't uh, listen to it because I feel like I just dodged a bullet. Because, like I said, I feel like everybody that's actually read the book or listened to it, they're just like, ugh, it's so different. I don't know. Some people say they capture the spirit, but other people I've heard just like it, it angers them. How many liberties they took with the actual story? I mean, you find out with a lot of people. People get mad, like, oh, the Harry Potter. It's not like the book. Well, it's not the book. If you want the book, read the book. <laughs> No, I heard Harry Potter's more accurate than this. This yeah, is like but a complete people, departure. But I'm, I'm just saying, like people always, there's a there's always going to be people complaining yeah. when it comes to adaptations. So Michael so, says, "Fuck them." Yeah, fuck. <laughs> I was just about to say, "Fuck those people." <laughs> Too long, didn't read. Michael says, "Fuck." Them. <laughs> but yeah, Michael, we've got Ready Player One to talk about this week, as well as uh, Legends of Tomorrow, some Black Lightning, The Flash, and uh, what's the other one? Arrow. They're still in hiatus. No, Ar- no, Arrow. Arrow was new this week. Arrow was new this week. Yeah, the. Uh, oh, I didn't watch it. <laughs> I didn't know it was new. It was, it was the uh, episode that the 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 assassins they dealt oh, with that. Oh, that's right. I did hear Roy came back. Well, I didn't watch it. Roy been back. <laughs> he was. He came back. I mean, came back and left. I yeah. he left this episode. Yeah, him and my prediction came true. Oh, she did leave. He left with. Uh, Just tell me about it. <laughs> It'll be arrow be story time for me. You sit there and you tell me a story. It, it didn't happen the way I expected it, but it essentially came down to the same conclusion. She left. Ugh. The writing was kind of on the wall, wasn't it? 
Yeah. <laughs> Another notch on my prediction hat. Really? That counts? <laughs> I said that a while ago, like way before Roy came. I was like, I have a feeling Roy's going to come back at some point in the future and she's going to get written off. This is back when she was in a coma last season. I said that. Go right, run, the right, run the tape. Run the tape. All right, Mr. Prediction. Uh, but, you know, Prediction Mr. Oompa it, Loompa. I don't know. I need a theme song. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you just give a cartoon character just now? I need a prediction theme song. <laughs> what you did here, see, listeners, is why just did like a weird little dance. Like, like you gave a little character just now. <laughs> but uh, like, Every I'm, time I get one right, it needs to like roll. <laughs> prediction head gets it. Oompa Loompa. I don't know. And you do a little dance too. Yes, I do the dance too. <laughs> Like, uh, like Pennywise. Well, I'm going to let you be in charge, Mr. Prediction Head, for the anime section this week because... You didn't watch it. I want you to convince me to watch the rest of it. I watched one episode of it. Yeah, like 10 minutes before I got here. Yeah. Because <laughs> based on your very convincing uh, your text message you sent me of like, this is... Oh, no, it's your story. Like, this is... I'm watching the ramens. And you said there's like a 15-second clip that showed nothing Stories only 15 seconds. Yeah. And in 15 and plus, seconds... I didn't want to show the anime. I just wanted to show the... It was the intro. Yeah, the intro. And it was so generic in that 15 seconds, you can't tell anything about the anime. No, fuck you. <laughs> that theme song is catchy. I'll give you that. I actually will give you that. That theme song is catchy. So. Exactly. So I should make you watch it. No. <laughs> oh, we'll talk about it, though. It's not like I, I did not like the first episode, but I want to see how you feel about the whole series. And if, depending on, you know, if it's a good pick, maybe I'll watch the rest of it. And we'll have the listeners decide if it's actually a good pick or not. Even if you don't like my pick or pitch, you're going to watch the shit. I'm going to hold a knife to your throat. Whoa. whoa. Just like the anime. You're going to play the King's they, Game? They're, no, they're a bunch of hitmen, and I'm going to do. I'm gonna be a hitman. I'm going to go a hitman on you. But the, it's funny. We never actually end up reviewing King's Game, unfortunately. Cause yeah, because we were waiting for Jamie, and then... Yeah, but Jamie never came. She like never Seymour came. And it's been so long. It's been so long ago, I can't even tell you. I could tell you how it ended, but yeah. not like to give you a beat-for-beat... In-depth analysis. But you're like, Seymour and Futurama, we waited for you, Fry. Did you get the reference? I didn't see Futurama. Oh, man, you suck. <laughs> this is why I watched Ready Player One with this guy. Fucking sucked. Every single amazing reference, I want to turn yeah, this guy like, I mean, oh my God, you see that? And this guy was like, huh, what? I don't, I don't get it. Hashtag things Michael hasn't seen. Ugh, disgust me. And this is like, <laughs> this is like, you need to do enough homework to appreciate this movie. And I feel like you didn't. Because every no, time I, just, I was like, I was super excited what, about no, this movie. No, we'll talk about it when I get to it. Like, huh? we, <laughs> we'll talk about it when we review it, but I don't think so. I mean, mean, I think you could appreciate you appreciate the movie more, but not knowing the references doesn't diminish your enjoyment for the movie. Okay, that's fine. I don't think you're wrong for saying that, but the level I wanted you at, which is the where I can relate to another human being that has seen these you, things. You can relate to me. <laughs> no, I'm like, oh my god, shining. He's like, what? Anyway, <laughs> we'll get you can relate just like just like H, and uh, I can't remember the main character's name. What from what? Ty Sheridan. From Ready, Ready Player, Player One? One, yeah. What's oh, um, Wade Watts. Yeah. So yeah, just like H and them are best friends. H didn't see uh, The Shining, so I'm H, and you're you're Ty Sheridan's character. So I'm better than you. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> but I said all that, all that just to reference the fact that uh, there's a reference to King's Game in that first episode of that ramen anime you watched. What's the name of the anime that you watched? Tell the audience. I don't even know. Was I don't even know how to pronounce wow. it. Wow. <laughs> Cause I keep, Yo, I keep fucking up the name. I'm you are the that. worst. <laughs> you are the worst at this. I'm like, you're in charge of the anime section this week, Michael. He's like, all right, what's the anime I watch? <laughs> no, I know. I I just keep fucking up the name. It's like Hak. It's Hakata Tons Tonsku Ramens. 
Okay. Tonska, tonska, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that. Whatever that is, on Crunchyroll, watch that. Yeah, that. <laughs> How many episodes is it? Like it's 12. 12 episodes. All right, but we'll, we'll talk to that when we get there. But first, as per usual, we have iTunes reviews. Before we get into those, I actually have uh, an update <laughs> for our podcast guests that should be coming on, our, our new guest co-host, um, DC Comics DC Comic Nerds. Yeah. It's been a little game of phone tag, but I think we finally got something arranged for next week. So watch out for him then. Um, what's next week? Quiet Place? Listen listen out for him then. <laughs> yeah. Listen, listen, watch, whatever. <laughs> listen with your ears. Watch with your eyeballs. This week is a quiet place. We're saying it Tuesday. Yeah. So, I mean, next week when he's on the podcast, we'll talk about Quiet Place. Oh, okay. So hopefully he'll watch it. Uh, but yes, first iTunes review come from... Noir Bear, it's a five-star review. The subject is The Kid in Deadpool 2. It's possible The Kid in Deadpool might be a little-known mutant named Piecemeal. He only appeared in one storyline. It was crossover. Uh, peace, it was a crossover. Piecemeal. Piecemeal. He only appeared in does one. He, st- does he bring peace when he eats? I have no idea. <laughs> let, me, let me read what he said. Maybe I'll know. <laughs> he only appeared in one storyline. It was a crossover in the annuals of X-Men, New Mutants, and New Warriors back in 1991. Also, Jordan, if you like giant robots and monsters, check out the old show Space Giants on YouTube. It's really cheesy by today's standards, but still fun. Knowledge is power, lol. Well, I do love giant robots, so I guess I'll have to check out the Space Giants on YouTube thing. I feel like I was really hard on Pacific Rim last week, but it's just because like, it comes from a place of love, Michael. I love giant monsters well, and robots hard? so much. Because like I said, I don't have the same love for giant robots and monsters as you do, and I still didn't really like... That's why you didn't. <laughs> you weren't mad like I was because you don't have the love for it like I do. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I still was like, I mean, you, well, yeah, you, cause you gave it a poor vision. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, eh, it was serviceable. Yeah, that's how most people I think would react to it. But for me, as someone who was really looking forward to seeing, like, that, it's that trailer hyped me up so much. But that being said, Ready Player One actually gave me the highs from like a giant monster battle I wanted from Pacific Rim, but yet in Ready Player One. How's that possible? <laughs> Steven Spielberg. Steven, that's the magic of Spielberg? Yeah. He's like, don't worry, Jordan, I got you. Magic. <laughs> All right, I'll buy that. Jordan phone home. Nah. All right, so let's let's see if Noir is right. Piecemeal. Let's see if that happens. Uh, next review comes from S Weatherman Eight. It's a five star review. The subject is five to six week old review because dot 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 the dot dot dot. Okay. I'm gonna guess something happened with the iTunes. Uh, app. Yeah, that's been the theme. I tried to leave a review, but I. Just- Press hit submit and it deleted and then I tried to do it again and it didn't go through. Yeah, this happens. <laughs> uh, he goes on to say, first let me say the most fire theme song of any podcast. Oh, I'll go. That's all thanks to Trav uh, B. Ryan on uh, Instagram, YouTube. Yep. Hit him up. Yeah, superhero rapper extraordinaire. Uh, I will also review again some other time, but for now, the original review below. Keep it up. I love the podcast. It's definitely on my must listen each week. I especially enjoy listening to you all when I'm handling of the more administrative tasks throughout the day in my young career. I've been listening since October, but I also went back to listen to some older episodes. Jordan, Michael, and Jamie, pretty sure that's incorrect or not, is without a doubt the best iteration of the podcast. Yo, yo. It is unfortunate Jamie will no longer be part of the podcast, but the two of you carry over the chemistry, so it wasn't missed, So it hasn't missed the beat. Oh, thanks. Thanks, bro. 
Uh, I just According wanna... to everybody else, <laughs> Michael uh, and Jordan ain't shit without James. No, that's not true. <laughs> We've gotten a lot of love since that that one. And even he was joking when he said that. I forgot who said it, but even he was like, "I was just joking, guys." But uh, but yeah, Jamie didn't love you guys. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> but me and Michael, we're still here, so we loved you. <laughs> she abandoned you in the cold. It's like Carrie. They're all gonna laugh at you. <laughs> <laughs> we won't hurt you, baby. <laughs> Uh, I just want to give you a quick shout out that I hope you mentioned on the podcast. The third season of Static Shock was released the end of January. Yep, I got it too. <laughs> That's a throwback. Static Shock. Yeah, right. DVDs. On Amazon. And you were like pitching for that. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get a, like a job from them so bad. First uh, three seasons on Amazon. <laughs> I have recently released. Uh, I have the recently released seasons one through three on DVD. Let's make sure people pick that up. So we can definitely get season four, hopefully sometime later this year. And then maybe a reboot, since they're rebooting every goddamn thing. Reboot yeah. Static Shock. For real. For the record, Michael was right when it came to Jordan, a.k.a. the dumbest Avenger, haha, and his initial impressions of Black Lightning. Oh my God! Yeah. It's, too black. it's too black. It's too black. Thank you. I'm so glad I didn't, wasn't the only one that noticed that. Noticed what? <laughs> you had his I mean, I like it, but then it's just a little too black for me. Say that. Like, <laughs> it's like you've like you brainwashed the clays of conscience to think that I was like, I, I, oh, this is too black. Did you just call me the death totem <laughs> from Legends do, of Tomorrow? How did you do that? I didn't say that. Hey guys, I love the first episode. Of Jordan Black Lightning. said Black Lightning was too black. No, I didn't. You believe it? <laughs> what is it? You're like the snake from uh from Jungle Book. <laughs> No, I'm Jafar from Aladdin. <laughs> or that. Uh, da, 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 da. I remember listening, and I was about to turn the podcast off in anger. <laughs> like, did this man just all lives matter? Wait, did we read this before? No, this is new. I think we read this before. Unless I have the weirdest case of Deja Vu. No, you must have Deja all Vu. All lives matter, I've never, I've never, matter this Yeah, I've never heard this. Blur Vision podcast. Thumbs up to you, Michael, for not letting him off the hook for that. Yeah, I've not, that? I'm, no, I've never heard this. I can guarantee you we've read this before. I'm we, telling you, we, I'm we ne- I've never heard this. We went back. I don't bet. Come on. <laughs> I've, been to, I've been to Vegas. I don't gamble. All right. I'm betting probably on this. I, I think I think that's why he's saying he's re-reviewed it. Maybe he thinks we didn't read this, but we definitely did. But uh, or maybe you maybe you read it in your sleep because I don't. I'm telling you. In my I sleep? Yeah. <laughs> Man, if I'm psychic, I need to go to Vegas now. <laughs> Take, maybe lottery tickets, Michael. We'll do this. Uh, last, while I mostly agree with your opinions about most of the content, I have to say I was highly disappointed by your initial review of Black Panther last week. It seems as though you focused more on the nitpicks of the movie than what was great about it. I personally thought it was incredible and would rate it perfect vision. I do agree that the action, even though there were some amazing scenes to behold, especially with Okoye, wasn't as great as Winter Soldier, which is the height of the genre in my opinion. For example, I do believe that it had action sequences and sets we had never seen before in the MCU or comic book adaptations, but the action wasn't even the main draw for me, which speaks to how great it really was. If the action is one of the last things that interests me, and I'm still on the edge of my seat and feeling the tension, that's a testament to that experience of it all. Black Panther is, for me, ranked on the same level as Winter Soldier in Civil War, like 1A, 1B, 1C. Nevertheless, keep up the great work. Um, I could have swore I've read parts of this no, review I, I before. Don't, I don't remember any of this. Not all of it, parts of it. But, um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's totally you're right if you feel like we gave... We gave Black Panther a hard time if you feel like it's perfect vision. You know, opinions are opinions. Yeah, I was going to say, I felt like we talked about the things that we loved. Like, we talked about how, you know, it's important and how we felt. And then we also talked about 
why we didn't give it a perfect vision. Yeah, but I could see why somebody, if they super, if they just completely loved it and didn't really look at the flaws as flaws, why they might. But I, I, I also feel like sometimes, from what I hear people like give reviews by by Panther, they have like blind, like social blinders on. They see what the movie represents more than what the movie is. Because as much as I love Black Panther and I love what it represents and I love the message it has and I love how layered of a villain Killmonger is. I love all that, I love all that stuff about, that's great about Black Panther. But at the end of the day, it's a superhero movie. And that third act, it needs to be strong for me to fucking walk out of that movie going like, that was a fucking amazing movie. Civil War had that. Uh, Winter Soldier had Winter that. Winter Soldier had that. Just from the weight of that twist, really. Avengers the, 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 had the, that. The shield being Hydra. That was fucking crazy for uh-huh. the whole MCU universe. Um, and, I mean, we'll get into it for this week's review for Ready Player One, but Ready Player One had that in fucking spades. Justice League didn't have that. <laughs> Justice League had a billion problems. Never mind the third act. But I'm just saying, like, for me personally, to give Black Panther that perfect vision, like I needed that last act to be strong. And just, for me, it wasn't. And if it was for you, man, more power to you. Um, but I see why why you might be upset if you wanted to just hear us gush about it. I could I could see the just like how I wanted you to gush for Last Jedi, you didn't, you dick. <laughs> no, it's very it's aggravating when somebody's not gonna be like, just tell me you love it, you jerk. <laughs> I understand. That's how I feel about you and fucking with the anime that whose name I can't even pronounce. Well, you obviously don't have any stakes in that because you don't even know its name. How much do you love? I it? do. I love it a lot. No, I'm just not. Japanese. And it's not even like, Mo, I should be saying that for you. Ramen. Because Million of Abyss is amazing. You don't love that. That's fucking ridiculous. I'm uh, moving on. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> uh, but that's our last iTunes review. Let's just jump right into emails. We only have two of those, so we can just run through them real quick. Uh, first email comes from Chitty Azu. A Z U. Did you just say shitty? Chitty. Chitty. Oh, I'm like, Chitty. Shitty Azu? You're racist. It's just like an African name. You're like insulting him. Uh, hey, I really like this podcast and I've been thinking about this email for a very long time. I've listened since the tail end of the first incarnation titled Blurred Vision. The podcast is a delightful look at nerd culture from the eyes of fellow black nerds with notable controversial opinions. <laughs> Notably controversial <laughs> opinions. So, right. we're controversial as hell, apparently. Very controversial. Uh, anywho, your podcast is great, Michael's great, and your heart and passion for the culture shows through constantly in your continued endurance of the scourge of the interwebs with little to no reward. <laughs> okay. You described my Instagram experience like perfectly right there uh i know you read these comments because you like one of the funniest things i ever decided to say out loud it was not that funny it was the comment peak blackness fist fist when you met andre black nerd <laughs> i think it was a comment one of our I, one of my saying, pictures. I, I didn't i didn't meet andre <laughs> no you didn't <laughs> uh you are loved and appreciated for your insight heart and patience and you should know a bit wanky nearing the end but you unabashedly rock jordan even if you are the dumbest avenger oh thanks bro stay nerdy my blurdy chitty azu oh pronounce chidi azu yeah you jerk <laughs> thank thank nah, you for correcting maybe, this maybe asshole. you need to enunciate he's <laughs> shitty azu That's what, what i said shitty i don't know i don't no. know how to pronounce it <laughs> Don't put this on me. You're insulting his his name. I'm not reading it. So you need to pronounce your words, Jordan. No, you're making fun of my pronunciation, which is his name. The lips, the teeth, the tip of the tongue. Mm-hmm. No, you're making fun of his name. Isn't trying that from Mary it. Poppins? I'll get trying to fix it now. But anyway, thanks, Shitty. It's awesome. Um, and our next email comes from Spencer Barranco. Hopefully you guys received this email. This is Baker Street Shells on Instagram. 
It's been a while since I reviewed you guys. Uh, as always, I've been a faithful listener, and I just wanted to say thank you both for creating and, continue, creating and continuing the podcast. My personal life has been very rough recently because my mom passed away in February. Oh, sorry to hear that. Uh, sorry to hear that, man. And as you would expect, it made me extremely depressed. Friends and family have definitely encouraged me. But listening to your podcast did give me joy and much-needed laughter in a dark time. Uh, taking things a day at a time, and it's getting a little better now. Continue the good work with all the commentary on movies and shows, and especially the news. Stay nerdy, my blurdy. Ah, oh, stay nerdy, my blurdy Spencer. That's yeah. that's that's touching, man. I'm glad we could help you through this this dark time. If you can, yeah, just if anything we say, any of the geeky dumb shit. I would say it's crazy. It's crazy to hear that sometimes when you say when you hear people like, oh, the podcast is like the highlight of my week, or like him helping him get through depression. It's like wow, yeah. Like, who 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 are we? Yeah, I'm over here yelling at you for being stupid, <laughs> and people are like, oh, it makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah, keep yelling at him. No, guys, no. <laughs> Believe, <laughs> no, no, that's that's yeah. It's I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm glad we can do that for people too because you know I I you know what and I understand that because I do that too for, with podcasts that I love. Like when I go when I went through the stuff I went through recently with my cat Neko dying. I you know I go into podcast binges too with like Batman on Batman or uh, pop culture leftover stuff like that. So it's cool that we can be like like we can be that for other people now. We are the world. <laughs> we are the vision. <laughs> We are the ones to make a better day. So keep on listening. <laughs> um, is that all the reviews? You said it was only two. I could have been wrong. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh, Unprofessional. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, mm, is that all? <laughs> okay, yes, it is. All right, so moving on. Let's get into some of the topics of the week. Let's start with Ready Player One, Michael. Agar, agar, agar. <laughs> My name's Wade Watts. My dad picked that name because it sounded like a superhero's alter ego, like Peter Parker or Bruce Banner. But he died when I was a kid, my mom too. And I ended up here. Sitting here in my tiny corner of nowhere. There's nowhere left to go. Nowhere. Except the Oasis. A whole virtual universe. People come to the Oasis for all the things they can do. But they stay because of all the things they can be. Can you feel this? Um, yeah. It's the only place that feels like I mean anything. The Oasis was the brainchild of James Halliday. Hello, if you're watching this, I'm dead. I created a hidden object, an Easter egg. The first person to find the egg will inherit half a trillion dollars and total control of the Oasis itself. Who is this Parzival, and how the hell is he winning? Find him. This isn't just a game. I'm talking about actual life and death stuff. The Oasis. The world's most important economic resource. It's nothing less than a war. We're in control of the future. Welcome to the rebellion, Wade. Many of you 
I only came here to escape. But I found something much bigger than just myself. Are you willing to fight? Help us save the Oasis. What was the song? Jump! Da, 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 Duran, Duran, Duran. Jump! I feel like that song kind of explains exactly how I felt about this movie. Because, like, I mean, if you've listened to this podcast before, you kind of remember I've been kind of hesitant on this movie. I've saw some of these trailers and some of the scenes of the, the virtual world called the Oasis that we've seen. And I'm just like, hmm. That looks like a really weird, uncanny valley version of you Avatar. Are, you, are, you are a hater. Yeah. Going okay. into it. And people are all like, oh, Jordan, you hate things so much now. Why are you, why are you just a hater? You get so much hate in your blood. <laughs> I said it before. You took over Jamie's rage. Yeah. <laughs> what you didn't know was the truly outrageousness was like a curse. And it, it goes from person to person. It's like the abyss. Yeah. Truly outrageous! Ah, it's taking over. It's like Venom. It's like a symbiote. Not, not like the movie though. Apparently, <laughs> based on the rumors. I wonder if actually, I wonder if Jim was in this. <laughs> Jim's from the eighties. Jim, Jim. Yeah. Who's Jim? Jim. You mean oh, Earthworm Jim? I'm like, who is Jim? <laughs> Jim. Oh, Jim. Jim. Enunciate your words. Come on, dog. <laughs> Come on, we, we I just made a truly outrageous joke. Why would I jump to Earthworm Jim? I don't know. You sound like, it sounded like you said Jim. Use your brain. <laughs> but anyway, I'm just saying because like, oh wait, because yeah, you know, Ready Player One had a lot of nostalgia. Jim's nostalgic. Why not? I mean, it might be. I don't know. Yeah, but people, like I said, it was way too many things. You have to like have it on Blu-ray to pause to be able to pick out all the possible Easter eggs. Well, throwing out references right now like crazy because it's, you know, Ready Player One's all about the references, but like the Grinch, people will say my heart has grown a few sizes too small as of late, Michael. So I want to let everyone know that Ready Player One has proven to me that my heart is not dead. <laughs> but the thing, the little piece of me that still beats with a childlike wonder and joy for things that, you know, I've seen in my childhood and want to see and kind of blown up on the big screen in the modern day that's my part of me is still alive and well because when, when, when masters like Steven Spielberg decide to actually make something like that kind of plug into that that little nostalgic valve in our brains, my God, it sings. Things like Transformers try, things like Pacific Rim try, <laughs> but Jesus, they are just like carbon copies to what something like Steven Spielberg has made with Ready Player One. I am, oh, it blew me away. It blew me away, Michael. <laughs> yeah, uh, and funny enough, like I watched some reviews, and I guess maybe if you, going back to what you said, like people that read the book, they hate it. Yeah. But but like uh, I don't know if you ever heard of What the Flick. Their no. their movie their, their movie <laughs> no. their, yeah their movie reviewers and the two of them were just like oh yeah I hated this movie this is like really yeah, hated yeah they was like this is Steven Spielberg's like worst movie and it was just reference candy just for the sake of references but there were no there was no emotional connectivity to this movie the was, movie was references for the sake of references yeah that's what they said the movie was I'm like no there was more than uh, that but yeah I feel like the the hard references were sparing I feel like there were references everywhere just from the like from the the virtue of it's being a virtual world with avatars that anybody could have any character yeah, but or anything it, but the but the, but the, the references story. yeah the references that was part of the story was part of the story so it made sense yeah and, the, so like, and when they did do them oh it's like what movie oh, were you watching for me that third act boy yeah 
no. You were you were screaming in the theater. I know. And I'm like, Jordan, shut up. <laughs> You're not home alone, Jordan. Shut up. <laughs> Again, for long time listeners, and I've said this on the podcast before, but Jurassic World was one of like the best theater experiences I've ever had in my life. This might have topped it. Cause when they get to that third act, boy. Woo, I was talking to the movie screen. Yeah, like, he, def- me, the he definitely became a black stereotype. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. I mean, thankfully, it was on. It, for funny enough, the theater, our theater wasn't that packed. Yeah, which is odd. It was probably like maybe 10, 50, no, I'll say probably like 20 people in the theater. Yeah. Maybe, if that. that. But I mean, I guess because it was Thursday night. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Because really- I mean, it's, it's making money. Oh, okay. I wanted to ask for the box office. So at least it's actually making something. Just maybe not maybe not in Newark. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's not the Newark crowd. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is not for the Newark audience. But oh, man, for, for me, the blurred <laughs> little Oreo inside yeah. of me. Oh, man. Ooh, when they get to some anime references in that third act. Oh, tears. Literal tears. Like, I was clapping. I was, uh Everything I wanted from Pacific Rim. Everything yeah. that trailer. He definitely was that uh, girl from Scary Movie. <laughs> oh! <laughs> go in there! Oh, girl! Can you believe that? I was looking at Michael. Oh, my God! Can you believe it's this? That's why I was saying I was mad before. I was literally turning to Michael every time there was an amazing reference to the movie. I'm like, Michael! Oh, it's a th- look, it's a thing! And he's like, what's the thing? I'm like, oh, you fucking suck! <laughs> You just ruined it for me. And this isn't a spoiler because it's in a trailer. He's like, look, it's the Iron Giant. I'm like, I've never seen that movie. But I mean, oh, that that's cool. Me. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's a big robot. I'm like, you, mm. like, I feel like half of the impact is from knowing what these things are from. Like, I didn't understand you can enjoy it without that. But I feel like what drove this to me, I'm just going to jump right into our review now. I'll get into a little more of a synopsis after this. But I'm going to say right now, perfect vision for me. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system goes from poor vision to perfect vision in the middle there's passable and then you have less than passable and more than passable because i feel like what this thing did best was kind of showcase the my favorite parts from my childhood and do that thing where it's like i I feel like i was playing with giant action figures on the screen there were moments in this movie where it felt like i was going through a disney roller coaster like a disney ride like i've never been in a movie like a movie theater wearing 3d glasses and feel like I was actually on some sort of roller coaster. Like that, there's a scene where they get to like a, a, a giant, and this is in the trailer, do like that big race. Mm-hmm. There's King Kong, there's a T-Rex, there's everything possibly, there's the, 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 the DeLorean. Everything you can imagine is in this fucking race. And it's- The it's, Batmobile. It's, the Batmobile. It's, it's like, it's like Mario Kart on acid times 10. It was probably Mario Kart in there. <laughs> he probably wasn't there too. But it was just everything my childhood self could possibly want in a scene and it felt like a roller coaster ride and that kind of explain like that kind of exemplifies how i felt about some of the best parts in this movie yeah i might not remember the characters names like I- i'm gonna go over some of the like the imdb stats in a second just to kind of go through like who the actors were and what their characters they play were i can't remember remember their names off the top of my head but i remember my experience and this is a movie that deserves to be seen in IMAX 3D. Oh like, yes, we we paid for it. I didn't want it to. I was like, oh man, we just I just paid for Pacific Rim. I don't want to pay for this. <laughs> and I, and I, had to, I had to convince him. I'm like, no, this is what we need to see at yeah. IMAX, not Pacific Rim. Silly me, I'm such an idiot. I didn't want to pay for Pacific Rim last week, but you made me do it. I'm dumb. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like the difference in quality, the difference in bank value for your buck, bank for your buck. That's why you should listen to me more often. Uh, maybe I should, because Jesus Christ. 
Pacific Rim so compared far, to this. I haven't been proven wrong. Pacific Rim was a soulless corporate shell compared to the feelings that this movie made me feel when they throw in the Iron Giant fighting some of the things that it fights in that third act. I'm not going to ruin it until we get the spoilers, but oh my god. Loved it. <laughs> but so I might not remember some of the specifics of the characters and their names and stuff like that, but I remember how the movie made me feel. And I remember like the 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 camaraderie between the characters. And I remember the 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 spectacle of the big moments and and the the cameos from some of the things I loved from my childhood appearing in this movie at the and the most perfect moments I I pitch perfect like there are things that I I can't put into words when I'm watching a movie like Pacific Rim and there's an action sequence and I'm like like this is okay but I feel like if they just did this or this or if something like this happened then it would take this to eleven for me it would take it to the next level. This movie, every time it had opportunity to do one of those, like to have one of those moments, it did it and took it to 12. Like, I, I couldn't believe it kept outdoing itself when I was like, oh my God, I'm nerding out. Oh my God, I'm nerding out even more. Oh my God. <laughs> and then once again, I feel like this is a trend. It does the video game genre better than video, video movies games. based on video games. Yeah, like it's, it's crazy to me. But I think it takes a vision. But a lot of movies that like Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, I think I think it takes someone with a vision. It takes somebody that has a genuine idea and has like the the faith, like in the the vision to see it through to the end. I think it takes somebody like that to actually escalate a premise like this. I feel like if you gave this movie to somebody else, it wouldn't be as good. Like it needs to be Steven Spielberg at the helm to make it feel as magical as it did. Well, yeah, his did. thing like a lot of his movies are about adventure. Like you think about Indiana Jones or E.T. Mm-hmm. Even Catch Me If You Can. I don't know if you saw that one. That, yeah, I did. But like that, I think that's one of my favorite, one of my favorites of his. Catch Me If You Can. But yeah, a lot of his he he does adventure pretty well, and this movie is basically a video game adventure. Straight up is it's a virtual reality that I hope we have in a couple of years. Because I mean I don't remember exactly what movie takes place, but it's, it's like twenty forty something. Mm-hmm. But Ready Player One is about the when the creator of the virtual reality world called the Oasis dies. If you ever played a game like uh, or seen the anime like Dot Hack Sign or any of these Sword Art Online, any of these MMO virtual reality world type stories, that's what this is. It's a living, breathing. If World of Warcraft became the internet <laughs> and we all just had a virtual uh-huh. reality, all avatars. the people that play like Star Wars Battlefront. Mm-hmm. Uh, he releases a video in which he challenges always his users to find his Easter eggs, which will give the finder his fortune. Um, some of the people... Uh, it was written by Zach Penn and Ernest Klein. I think Ernest not, Klein not just the fortune, but you also gain control of the Oasis. Mm, so basically, it's, it's Willy Wonka. <laughs> it's a modern-day Willy Wonka. And, and funny enough, that's on the book, I, I heard. It's, uh, they said the way they advertise the book is it's a cross between Willy Wonka and the Matrix. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. That's exactly it. Like beat for beat, like just the, those eggs are just the golden tickets, and he even has tests throughout. Oh, the key, yeah, the keys are the golden. Tickets. I mean, yeah, the keys. I'm sorry, and like the, the egg is basically getting control of the company at the end. Mm-hmm. That's all. Um, but the writers are Zach Penn, screenplay, and Ernest Klein. I think Ernest Klein was the guy that actually wrote the book. Yes. Yeah. So he actually he had a hand in writing this the story for this. So that's why I can understand what people are saying like it at least captured the spirit of the book, if not the actual details. Um, so Ty Sheridan was Parcival that was the main character's name um, his avatar's name Wade Watts yeah Wade Watts is his real name and I'm glad they actually referenced it being like a superhero name like Peter Parker or something like that um, Olivia Cook is Artemis uh, Ben Mendelsohn is Sorrento the 
<laughs> the evil corporate mastermind in this movie. Um, the Norman Osborn. That's what that. That's what he looks like. I was like, who does he look like? I'm oh, like, yeah. he, looks, he looks like Norman Osborn. He would be a good Norman. Uh, T.J. Miller's Irock, which is he was hilarious. He was hilarious. Um, Simon Pegg as Ogden. Um, Lena Waithe as Ike. Uh, the big dude that talks like this. Philip Shaw as Show and Wynn Morris Saki as Daito. Daito was the MVP of this goddamn movie. I loved he, him. He needs his own spinoff. He really does. Daito and Show, like they need their own show. Huh. They just- <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah man from beginning to end i was into this adventure um the well all the fears i had about being like a weird uncanny valley thing i, I think compared to dark crystal or whatever with the main character's weird face i, I wasn't feeling it but it quickly went away it's better than uh what we saw from the trailer of battle angel elite <laughs> oh yeah for sure but i mean like that I mean, you spend ten seconds in that virtual world, and that that weird look I thought he had, the design wise, I thought it was fine. Um, but I mean, yeah, from the beginning to end, I loved it. Characters, the humor I thought was hilarious. Um, uh, the camaraderie I thought was on point. The chemistry between the main characters, especially toward the end, um, it was like a big hero six kind of thing, where they might not have had a big role throughout the movie, but when they came together at the end, it made for like a like I, I got the group the feeling like the, the feeling of the them being a, a group of friends uh-huh. they nail that chemistry and especially like them being like a superhero team i totally felt that at, toward it toward the end um yeah i can't i can't talk enough about like the cameos and the easter eggs and the, throughout this movie but uh i you talk about your how you feel about it because i'm just gonna rant. I, I really just want to rant about this third act but i just can't <laughs> so i'm gonna hold back on the spoilers <laughs> but mm, <laughs> Alright, so how'd you feel about this movie? But yeah, I, I I give it the same rate. I give it a perfect vision. Okay. And like I said before, funny enough, even though some of the references I didn't know, and for the most part, it was like the major, the major references in the last act. Like I never saw the Iron Giant. And uh. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk about the other two because those are spoilers. But even though I didn't actually see the movies, I still knew of them. Like, so I still had an idea of what they were. So I still was able to appreciate. So at least you could appreciate that this was love later to video game fans, to movie fans. Yes. And, okay. and, and even with that, like, there was still a lot of references in there that I did, that I did, that I did uh, know, like Chung Lee, seeing Chung Lee in there or, uh, I never listened for days. <laughs> Ninja Turtles. Yeah, Ninja Turtles. Toads. But then, funny enough, I was like, oh, why would they do the recent incarnation in Ninja Turtles? <laughs> and oh, not, yeah, the, not the one that actually has nostalgia, the one from the early 90s. <laughs> Nobody oh, cared about the new, the newer point. version of Ninja Turtles. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, King Kong and, you know, the DeLorean. King I mean, you Kong mentioned- was better in this movie than he was in his own movie. <laughs> Like he's better than this than Kong Skull Island. That's that's ridiculous. I, I didn't even see Kong because I heard it, I got bad reviews. Oh, you didn't see it? No, I, yeah. I wanted to, but then I was like, eh, just before movie passed, I was like, I'm not paying for it. You didn't miss much. <laughs> but yeah, so I I appreciated all the references, and then on top of that, it wasn't just going back to that review I mentioned. What they talking about? It was just references, just for the sake of it, and it really had no emotional weight to it. And I'm like, I completely disagree. Like I felt every single reference that that you saw, and it was like. You know, I, I enjoyed it, and uh, but like, you didn't cry, did you? Of course not. I did. <laughs> I cried. <laughs> uh, 
is anybody surprised? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I really connected to the characters, like all of them, uh, especially Ty Sheridan's character. And funny enough, granted, this is like a nitpick. I and, and we'll get to get get to a more into spoilers. Like I didn't necessarily believe the little uh, quirks that they gave the uh, Olivia Cook's character in terms of why she really wanted to be in the Oasis and how she embraced the Oasis more than her real than the real oh, world. Yeah, I do have some minor complaints. That, yeah, that like is that, being one of them. That That's like one of there, my... There is a very Hollywood forced romance in this story. Uh, yeah, that, that they, they didn't need at all. They didn't need it, but I feel like for kids growing up, they might like it. Like it might be a thing they look back at, like they like you know it's like their Disney romance. It's not like anything substantial, but you know it's it's enough for them. For us being like the jaded grizzled adults, we're like Ugh, romance. It's like they always <laughs> have to have a romance in these movies. Just let them be friends. Kids love the romance, man. Kids kids love to dream of finding their one true love. I mean, adults do too. That's why I mean that's, that's why rom coms are so popular. That's true. That's one of my complaints with this week. Um, Percival like went from zero to hundred with that chick so fast. Like he I did. love you. He did. <laughs> he definitely did bro chill (laughs) creepy (laughs) but yeah but overall yeah i love the movie i love the characters like i said daito and yeah they he needs his own movie spinoff i I would watch it i didn't talk enough about the um the creator the the guy who plays the actual creator of the oasis he played that character well like a like a it it could have came off as like a cartoon but it didn't it it was felt genuine yeah, someone like so introverted that like it's too awkward to even function almost, and he, like but he played it all very endearing. I feel. Yeah. Like like. Okay, here's a good example. I felt like Johnny Depp in the new Willy Wonka movie did not capture the charm and like the kind of warmth that I forgot what's what his name. I didn't see the remake. No, not the remake. The original guy. Oh, Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder. I feel like he Johnny Depp didn't capture the, the same warmth and like endearing character traits that Gene Waller's characterization of Willy Wonka did. Um, but I feel like this guy... That's why I said his his portrayal could have been a cartoon, but it yeah, wasn't. I feel like this guy is kind of the same way. I feel like he is the modern-day Willy Wonka. I feel like a kid growing up would be like, oh, yeah, that's my Willy Wonka as they you know get older. Um, so, you know, kudos to that guy and his uh, acting choices. Yeah, I, I, will, I will say, though, we'll talk more into it. Like, I didn't necessarily like how it ended... So I think they could have did a little bit better with that, with the villain. The ending. You mean defeating the villain? Yeah, the way the villain got defeated. Okay, let's talk about it. I don't know what you mean. But yeah, we'll talk about it more. But overall, like I said, perfect vision. So we're on the same page. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, at first I was kind of waffling. I'm like, is it, is it a more than passable? Is it perfect? But it was really those set pieces. And I can't, like, even though I feel like it does, it's, it's at its best in the on the big screen in IMAX and in 3D, I feel like you can't take away from the movie for that. Like I feel like that's that's part of the movie experience. Like it's part of what makes the movie amazing is when you see it in that big setting because it makes it feel like it's like a big giant like like epic experience. And funny enough, watching the movie, I'm like, how do you describe all of this in the book? Like, yeah, like it's just that race. Like as he's passing things, is he like, and then I pass like the, the yeah car that Godzilla from- jump. You know, I mean, I uh, King Kong. <laughs> jumps past me and almost smashes my car and yeah, the t-rex roars yeah. and it's not even just like it's it's all about the cinematography and how like the camera whips from like 
POV to POV or how impactful it looks like King Kong moves from building to building. It's, it's, I can't put into words how visceral that felt. And it's something that Pacific Rim didn't do. Like, it, I, those fights, and you know what's funny? I actually did go back and I watched the first Pacific Rim again. Even though the fights felt faster and, like, I guess more anime than the second movie, I feel like it did lose a lot of what made the original Pacific Rim feel weighty and real. And just the, its movements and how um, the character took a lot of, like, from the ground to the sky, like, from the bottom up POVs to make the, the mech seem even bigger. It, it's it's weird how much, like, sound design, camera placement, cinematography, and the choice of shots you use can make, like, a scene, can make a scene and a character play in terms of, like, how weighty and powerful it feels. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, it's funny enough. There's there's a saying in uh in terms of acting. They say they say always make friends with the editor because the edit editing can make or break. Yeah, lizard. Like I heard that too. Like lizard, a movie lizard dies yeah. in the editing floor. So make sure you don't piss off the editor. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta choose a bad take. <laughs> make you look stupid. Make you look terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's, just, it's it's something to be said for it though because like Pacific Rim one kind of had that 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 powerful weighty feel to it. Pacific Rim two didn't. Really, it, it felt more like generic Hollywood blockbuster for the second movie. Oh, that's definitely what it was. Yeah. But then, to appeal to the Chinese market. But on the flip side, this is like definitely even higher budget than that, but it, is, it feels so powerful the way just King Kong would move from car. Or we would smack a car. I, you felt felt that. It felt like, oh, it's going down. Or when the T-Rex came and stomped on and grabbed, the, you know, grabbed one of the cars with his mouth and roared. Exactly. But um, okay, so let's just get into spoilers real quick. I, I just wanted to talk about this third act because you know it's it's a by numbers plot. You know, you know, guy is in a video game world. You know, he's trying to find these these keys. So he's basically trying to get the golden tickets for Willy Wonka's his uh competition or whatever. Guy meets girl. Guy and girl become part of this weird future rebellion <laughs> kind of thing against corporate corporate entities. There's a whole mess. It's funny because there's a whole message in this movie about like. Um, yeah, corporation wants to take over the oasis. Yeah, corporations, advertisements, debt. Um, basically, in the, it seems like in this future, corporations basically hold debt over you like imprisonment. Like it, you can basically serve jail time for having so much debt. And yeah, internment camp. Yeah, and everything much. basically creates debt, so it's very easy for them to kind of bend the law. It's, it's almost like corporations become law in this future, or become it's their almost black mirrorish. Yeah, almost a little bit. But then you don't spend an insane... You don't spend... It's about 50-50 in terms of Oasis time to time in the real world, right? I would say it's more time in the Oasis than Yeah, maybe a little more. World. Like 60-40? Yeah. Because towards the end, there's a lot more. It's mm-hmm. like... It's about it's a little bit more half and half at that point. Um, and then, you know, in the end, what's going to happen is he's going to he's gonna beat the big bad and be the hero. Like, we, we know this. It's a very basic plot. It's not really huge twists or turns. But I think what Spielberg does well is he makes that journey freaking fun and littered with things from our childhood so it makes it even more fun <laughs> but getting toward like the what i really want to talk about is that ending because jesus christ someone told me one of our followers hit me up and told me like i just saw it the ending has something i think you're really gonna like and i forgot that going in i told at the moment when he told me i was like oh don't tell me that now my expectations are gonna be super high this is coming off pacific rim so he was like you know what pacific rim disappointed you but you're gonna have fun when you get to that third act. I'm like, no, nah, don't tell me that. But then going into it, I actually forgotten. So when we get into the third act. So it's good that you forgot it. I'm glad I forgot it. 
Um, but going into it, like they do the big standoff, like, oh, will people stand with me? The big, sp- oh, it's the big speech, clap and yeah. applause. <laughs> of course, everyone in the Oasis shows up to help the main character defeat the big bad at the end. They do like the big hero, like the Lord of the Rings charge, which is free. And when, when that, and funny enough, I'm glad they showed the real world because it's like complete chaos in the real world, which is hilarious. <laughs> like, how does this world work? It's like, if you, if you're in the Oasis, it seems like everybody's always in the Oasis, really. So it's like you're you're in your job and you're like doing kung fu moves at your desk. Like, how does that work? <laughs> I mean, well, they showed one guy. I know, but like, you don't get fired. How does that freaking work? <laughs> this world doesn't make any sense to me. There's, there's some things I'm just like. And he was about to jump out the window when he lost all his coins. Yeah, when you think about like. So is there mass suicides at the end? Probably. Probably. <laughs> okay. But but even that scene where where the all of the different people around the Oasis come to help him and they go to the battle world or whatever. Even that scene, when you see Overwatch characters, Battletoads characters all charging toward like, you know, the the big evil Sagat being like evil sky beam. Yeah. It's just like, holy shit, this is amazing. My child is like, this is fucking awesome. And then and then when the Iron Giant comes lumbering over, like, oh my god. And see, you don't even have that nostalgic feeling of when he mentioned the Iron Giant. A little part of me was like, oh, Iron Giant. And I've seen the Iron Giant in the trailer. But it's like, you know, in the trailer, it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. They like, got just cameos in this, whatever. But when he's like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put together the Iron Giant, I'm just like, oh, I got to see this. <laughs> And then when it's walking into the battle, I'm like, oh, all the feels from that movie. Yeah, see, so you don't even know the references. But like but Superman. I've seen Iron Giant. So you know after I, after I saw the movie. So yeah. So you watch Iron Giant after you saw Ready Player One. I watched Iron Giant after Ready Player One and The Shining. That's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you, then you know. His his tragic death scene. Superman. That's all I was, I was just about to say. They should have got uh, Vin Diesel to come back. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't talk at all, right? No, he didn't talk. Yeah. But, like, at, like growing up, seeing that scene broke me. Like, that, that teaches you about life and death at a young age, seeing that movie. <laughs> I, I say young, probably like 15 or something. <laughs> but I'm just like, oh, my God. Seeing him come back, and then spoilers, seeing him go out again at the end, doing it, and then combining another childhood mo- uh, uh, moment from my life, the, the Terminator thumbs up, Oh my god, I'm getting choked up just thinking about it right now. Like the Terminator <laughs> thumbs up almost broke me as a kid too. I'm just like, but you, she could build it again. Who, the Terminator or no, Iron Giant? The Iron Giant. I guess, but in the moment I'm not thinking that. In the moment I'm like, no, the Iron Giant. Because oh my god, he was just the MVP. He was going so hard. Cause when my man, the villain. Bust out the Mecha Godzilla. That's what the follower was talking about, and he was like, "You're gonna like something at this end," because I did not see that coming. He's like, "Bring the Mecha Godzilla." Funny, uh, funny uh, like uh, uh, at first because he was so Lex Luthery, I thought he was gonna pull out the Lex Luthor green, the green suit, because even the coloring, like when it was transforming and stuff like, like that, a, like an evil Superman in me. I mean, like his avatar. Well, I'm saying like the character was Lex Luthery. Oh, the character, yeah, but the avatar yeah. looked like Superman. So I thought he was gonna. Br- I thought he was, and even going with that, I thought he was gonna bust out the green Lex Luthor suit because even when it was transforming, it was like greenish. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh shit, he's about to pull out. Nope, <laughs> Mecha Godzilla. Oh my god! Like, and you heard me. I went, ah! <laughs> yeah, that's when you got. That's when you got really loud and black. <laughs> because when they start when the Iron Giant 
start we're gonna start running towards Mecha Godzilla. Here's, I'm like, here's Jordan in the theater. <sighs> fuck yes, fuck. I'm like Jordan, <laughs> shut up. You're not the only one here. In my mind, I was. <laughs> I lost my shit, and all in the best ways. But I'm gonna tell you why I really lost my shit. And this is what I would say when I said in my my review earlier that I kept like I, I couldn't believe how much they kept going beyond. Like, but they go beyond plus ultra. ultra. Like they would set it like a, an amazing pinnacle, and it was like surpass it. I'm like, stop it! You can't escalate any higher. We're my because the whole time this whole amazing battle is happening. It's every childhood thing from everything we've ever known, like everything from our childhood is in this battle. Everything we ever loved is in this battle. Uh huh. My man Daito is sitting there, just sitting there with his eyes closed. His like, eyes closed. They're like, Daito, we need help. Like, what are you doing? Like, I'm like, why is he not doing anything? Every cliche in every action movie is the dude who is there sitting calm, about to do some crazy shit. Yeah, he's gonna come out. <laughs> so when he said, "I choose the form of Gundam," I was like, "Ah!" <laughs> I just, I pull you all the cum. Lost my. In the theater. Yeah, the floor was very sticky. <laughs> I think it was my favorite my my favorite theater experience of all time. I think this was it. It pushed you there. That's high praise. Because, oh my God, when that Gundam started well, jumping Infinity around. Well, Infinity War topped that. <laughs> but it's like weird. Like, they combined Gundam with like Ultraman because it had a timer. Like, boop, 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 boop. It's like an Ultraman thing. But whatever. When that Gundam started jumping around using his fucking classic laser sword. It's like, you watch Gundam, right? I've never seen Gundam. <sighs> This is what I'm talking about, people. This is what I'm talking about. Because I was, I, I was like, Gundam! He's like, huh? I'm like, fuck you, Michael! It's like, it's like my nerd boner was so big. It's Gundam versus Mechagodzilla versus Iron Giant. It's like everything I want from Kingdom Hearts and more is like right here, right now. It's like Greatest Showman. Everything you ever want. Oh my God, I love this so much. And those, hey, I guess whatever. Then they they fight, blah blah blah. He uses some bomb. But I mean, I've heard I've heard a Gundam. I've heard, I've heard a Gundam. I just never. I'm like Voltron. <laughs> yeah, but it's something. Like it was a cool moment when he did it. But I feel like what made me lose my shit was just the fact that I was not expecting a Gundam <laughs> like at all. And it's just like for something so niche. That's something you only see in like anime conventions and stuff, really. Like you don't, you know, you see Gundam in Japan. You don't really see that in America. So it's like, of all things, a Gundam. I don't know. It made me lose it. That's all I know. I mean, but, it was still, it was still cool. Like I might not have had the emotional uh, backing that you might have had to it, but I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's that's cool. But like they could have just, and then they could have just done that. And it not being fucking badass in terms of the action, it was. They could have done that. Yeah, and then on top of that, like, the action was... Yeah, but they could have done that and it not be impactful in terms of the story. Because that that was just, like, the the cherry on top of an amazing scene. Like, I can't take enough... I don't get it twisted. Like, I'm not taking away from the story and the plot and the characters. Because, like, at that moment in the story, I'm even though, like, I'm saying that's a very generic plot... The characters are endearing, so I'm rooting for personal. Yeah, you're already you're already uh, invested in the characters, so it's not like oh, a Gundam is fighting Mega Godzilla. Who cares? No, it's, it's Daito fighting the evil fucking corporate guy, which I don't know his name. Oh, what's his name? I just said his name too. I know Ben Mendelsohn, but I don't know the. Oh yeah, Ben Mendelsohn. But I mean, I'm talking his... about the character's name. Yeah, yeah, his evil character name. 
Sorrento. Sorrento. So you, so you know it's Daito fighting Sorrento. Mm. So that's where the emotion is coming, not just the Gundam fighting Mechagodzillas. It's you have emotion, emotional connectivity to the actual avatars. Yeah, and there's some real stakes in this movie because people have died in like the process getting to this point. Like, um, per- even Percival's aunt. Percival's aunt. Which is funny yeah. when he's like, "You killed my mom's sister." sister. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's like it's a joke, but at the same time, like that's some dark shit. Like they set up a bomb to kill this kid, just to knock him out of the contest, end up killing his his adoptive aunt. Yeah, so now he's an orphan, basically. Yeah, straight up an orphan. So thank God he won, otherwise he'd be like poor as hell. Yeah, yeah. Um, he'd be in the internment camp. Yeah, which uh, the the main girl Artemis was in threat of being at that point. But yeah, you had complaints about her. You want to talk about yeah, those right the now? Yeah, the sheet. <laughs> so you, you don't love me, Percival. You love my avatar. Yeah, because this, this if body's you, not real. This yeah, face is real. If you saw me in real life, you wouldn't like what you see. Yeah. And she has the most... First of all, Olivia Cook is beautiful. Yeah. And so to try to dumb her down a little bit, they give her the most lightest Zuko scar ever. <laughs> it's not even as dark as Zuko's. No. Zuko's looks like a third degree burn compared to this. Yeah, hers is like super, like somebody just took some like bright pink crayon and started coloring on her eye and, th- and progressively throughout the movie, I was like, is her scar getting lighter and lighter? And most of the time her hair is matted to her face anyway, so you couldn't really see that side of her face. So then they give her this like quirk as like, when he's like, for the record, I'm not disappointed. He's like, and she's like, you don't have to lie. I've dealt with this thing my whole life. So I'm used to it. And I'm just like... What the f- like? I, I thought you were gonna be they handy, yeah. They could have did something. They could have did that better. So I was like, that's that's my. Granted, it didn't take away from it being perfect Overweight. vision. Overweight. Yeah, it didn't take away from it being a perfect vision. But I'm like, they could have did something better with that. There's a lot of things they could. It was it was very much like a. Well, you know, we want her to have some kind of disfigurement, but we don't want her to be unattractive. <laughs> so it's like because nobody wants to see two unattractive people get together. So. They got to be hot together, right? <laughs> so I was just like, all right, Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> you got to accept it. I was like, all right. Because like, a- you know in his mind, he's like, winning. <laughs> winning. <laughs> Meanwhile, her, his best friend's warning him like, oh, you really should, you know, not trust people that you meet online because they could be a man. And that's another, that's another uh, gripe. You're about to go another way. But another gripe of mine, like these are my two biggest gripes that I had with this movie. And even then, they're not they're not that big. But like the fact that it's it's supposed to be the oasis, it's supposed to be a worldwide phenomenon. And he has these five friends that are oh, in the oasis, and yet they, they, they happen to all conveniently live all in Columbus, Ohio, to yeah. come together at the end. We live within five blocks of each other. Isn't that weird? <laughs> that it's, is weird. It's like what really? But I'm I'm okay with it because otherwise you don't have that urgency of like that. That parallel between the real world events and the but they the could have they could have had like one line where it's like oh we we figured we came like we fit we found where you were after they released who your name was to the world that we, we that's how we were able to find you not oh we're just right oh, around okay, the corner that's what you're saying. right around the corner bro yeah it's like all right <laughs> <laughs> you gotta let that go but whatever wait so who's your other complaint those are my two the, oh those are your two uh, Olivia Cook and then the fact that they will all happen to live oh well, I was just bringing up her, his best friend because it's the irony of like yeah that's why you I said you're gonna go yeah. yeah that's why I said you're gonna go a different way but yeah you shouldn't trust it bro and you meet him and it's like oh you're a lesbian girl got you <laughs> which uh, funny enough I was like was that something that they buried the lead on like that they didn't want people to know because I, I think so because I didn't know going into it as a woman yeah I didn't know either 
And but but it, I mean obviously it, if you read the book you know but true uh, is it though is it even the same character or is it uh, the same kind of character no yeah but uh, what they do like to me I saw that Avatar as a black person oh yeah me too but we were making in the movie we even made fun of it we were like why yeah the, the voice why the black guy voice gotta be like that yeah so and the Avatar I saw as a black person but in the book she purposely makes like he's still a still a big person like robotic cyborg like person but she makes the avatar a white guy and then they go into it later on when she actually when uh ty sheridan's character well not ty sheridan because it's a book but when uh percival actually meets h he's like oh you're a black girl but what's the avatar like they go into it in the book and she's like well the reason i specifically made the character a white guy is because you know me being a black female gamer that's also a lesbian you know i don't want to deal with you know fanboys and they're racist oh, wow, they really go into yeah that? they go into that in the book I, f- I found out about it oh wow that's but, interesting yeah i mean it's also i heard the book's like really more like uh so yeah they didn't touch on that at all in this i heard it's more based on like the 80s like more 80s nostalgia rather than like everything because this like this the movie goes yeah this had everything. everything like i said it had the most recent turtles in it yeah. you know overwatch are there more 80s retro? Is that true? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, but yeah, so just in terms of like the characters, like it's not just how amazing these moments were, like in, in terms of like nostalgic value, but it was also like it, it was a strong base of a story getting to that point. So I was with it, even though I felt like my one of my complaints is that I felt like maybe the movie went on like 10 minutes too long. Because once you hit that, for me, once I basically like came to full orgasm after this, the Mecha after Iron Giant falls into the lava pit and like there's a thumbs up and Mecha Godzilla is destroyed. What you want a Pacific Rim? All right, the end. <laughs> no, not not just a the end, but then they go into the whole like then it's a final fight for the last key. Then everybody's destroyed. Then it turns out Percival's not dead. Then he plays the game to get the last Easter egg. Then there's a whole scene with the last creator. Like there's a whole, there's a bunch of stuff before he. See, I liked all that though. And and there's and it's not even in there because in the real world that stuff is still happening too with um, uh, Sorrento chasing down Percival and like the car and stuff. So there's there's a lot of stuff happening. But no, I like that because also with that moment. Uh, you got that epic real world fight scene with Daito and that assassin chick showing that Daito's not just a badass in the Oasis he's a badass in oh, real yeah, world yeah, too that's right like <laughs> Daito's superhero I, I need a comic book I need a TV series the first Asian superhero Daito <laughs> yes <laughs> that's true but I just felt like I don't know for me it just dragged a little bit not a big complaint I'm just saying like I was I was coming down off that high for like longer i'm like man it's not over yet <laughs> like i already came just stop stop it's like it's like when man i'm getting really i'm, I'm turning into you i'm too graphic <laughs> you know when you get blown up and you come and the girl keeps going like ah stop stop i, yeah, I made that joke before <laughs> okay still watch it <laughs> but yeah i was like all right we're done we're for done. me it's a, it's a guy though not a, not okay. a girl <laughs> well, like, we're done just stop it's okay steven spielberg we're done let's, let's walk away we're done <laughs> but uh but yeah man i, I love this movie um I don't know, we didn't really talk about well, the, the but what I, but either. what I was saying about the ending when I was like eh, I don't, yeah that was another complaint the three complaints where uh the Ben Mendelsohn's character again I forgot his name again Sorrento <laughs> Sorrento so when he finally finds Wade and opens up the the door and is about to shoot him uh-huh. he sees that he has the Easter egg and 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 Wade is crying and for I guess for whatever reason it's he suddenly he, he suddenly gets overcome with emotion and he puts the gun down 
No, shoot. You were about to kill him, and now all of a sudden you have a change of heart? Yeah, no, you didn't get shoot that. Shoot his ass. See, that's Steven Spielberg, man. That scene was magical. You know, because it was like, no. it was some deeper meaning to that. Because he was a, he, before he became an asshole, he was the intern for the company. Fuck that. So he, he, shoot his ass. I feel like on some level, he also, like, he got into this. If you would have shot, it. if you know, you love it so much, shoot him, and now nobody controls the Oasis. Now you got your shot, cho- you got your shot again, and now you know all the clues. What a weird nitpick. <laughs> you monster. You just want him to get killed. Shoot his ass oh my god but i, I like the no cover. it's not that i wanted him to get killed but i'm just like they could have i felt like they could have did a better way for him to either no. maybe have a change of heart or he just gets caught before no. he pulls the trigger i'm that like that was magical no. like him looking at the, the the egg was like it was i, I thought it was he symbolic. didn't he didn't really see the egg he just saw the the light i know it's some symbi- he knows what it is it's symbolic he's like like that's he was literally holding magic in his hand and he like it, i feel like it made his grinch heart grow a little bit in that moment and then he got arrested right after. <laughs> so he got his comeuppance. But I, I felt, I liked it. I, I liked that ending. Because I, I felt like he was like, like oh. And I felt the magic of that moment. I feel like Steven Spielberg did a good job with like the, like the, the pacing and the music and the imagery to make me feel like, oh, this is like a big, like a beautiful moment for him. Nah, shoot him. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, I didn't like the 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 way some of the um the tests were kind of solved like the the solution to the first like, i like how there was mystery and you kind of could go with the logic of the characters as he was like kind of thinking through each step i mean i didn't play the atari game at the end the adventure no but according like, according to people that have played atari games yeah that's real they were no but they were immediately thinking adventure like they they could put together what the solution to the puzzle would have been if you played those games, I didn't. So I, I didn't yeah, I've never, I've never played Atari. My first system was Nintendo. But like, you go backwards in the first trial. But also, I was like, nobody's thought about that. Even when I play video games, I go back, I go backwards in like racing games if they let yeah, that's me. Like the one weird thing, I think that's a change from the book. I don't think the the that first test was revealed in the beginning of the book, but in the movie it was. But that is weird. Like, it's for like a year plus. They've had this test and no one's tried driving backwards. No one's tried every even, permutation. And then, not even that. Even when he went backwards, the only person that saw it happened to be Artemis. Yeah, it's like no one watches Nobody look. Nobody looks in their rear, their rear view mirror. He's like, well, wait, what is he doing? Well, fuck rear views. So people don't watch the race. Like, there's got to be spectators. Apparently not. <laughs> like, come on! In the online community, you think people just remember, watch the race? No, because remember, he said there was a point where everybody was trying to get the keys, but now it's only a handful of people. Yeah, and I'm sure there's streamers that would watch that race, <laughs> and they might not be in the no, race, they're, but they watch they're, it. They're at the they're at the dance party and stuff like that. Like nah. I've seen this race too many times. Everybody loses. Fuck this. Because nah. I guess after a certain point where everybody keeps losing, like nah. you don't want to watch anymore. Nah, there's too many live streams in the world to not have one person just <laughs> sitting in the stands like. What's that guy doing? <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I was the first one to win, but nobody else won until I tell I told my friends. But even that was a really cool effect where like you'd see like uh the other side of the race like structure. So you see yeah. King Kong hitting the ground and stuff, and you like looking like from beneath it. Like, that was really cool. Again, it felt like like you were kind of looking behind the scenes of a roller coaster ride. Mm-hmm. Um Was there anything else in the movie I wanted to talk about? I mean I thought like again the the inventor guy was like a strong character. I felt like his friend. I'm curious of whether uh, Ogden. He was great when, it, when it was revealed that he was the case caretaker. That was a cool reveal. Yeah. And, cu- oh, in the extra life. That was awesome. I'm curious of whether the the creator figured out a way to actually live in the oasis because there was a question of that. He was like, "You're not an avatar, are you?" 
He's like, no, I'm not. I thought he was and AI. Like, and he's like, well, what are you? And he and he just walked away. Well, he died. So he's not but living did, in but the did, oasis. But did he, though? Yes, he died. <laughs> he asked him if he died. His, he was like, his, yes. his body died. Yeah, so I think he's AI. So, But maybe his brain... So maybe it's actually like actually him just in the... That is actually him. AI would technically be him. Just like that thing that the the um, iTunes review recommended to us to watch, the Johnny Depp movie, Transcendence or whatever. <laughs> Same thing, I think. Where like, like, like a Krypton, the Krypton version where they download themselves in the computer. Yeah, something like that. Um, was there anything else in the movie you wanted to talk about? Um... I mean, we can name references all day. Like, yeah, Ray Cougar. <laughs> Chucky. It's fucking Chucky. Oh, that was hilarious. It's fun to get one F-bomb. Yeah, in <laughs> PG-13 movies. Good use, though. It's fucking Chucky. And then you see like the, the things, all the red lights go yeah, out. <laughs> takes out a bunch of them. That was hilarious. Yeah. I, I like the uh, Zemeckis cube. All of, Part of me was like, why would you want to use that once? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that, that whole um, club sequence. That was fun. I like the 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 um the fact that it was like zero gravity kind of thing going on. It reminded me of um, Final Fantasy Ten. I don't know if you played that game. Uh, ten, yeah, with uh, Blitzball. Eunice. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I enjoyed that. That was that was that was the first Final Fantasy game I played. Especially when the dudes came, like actually uh, attacked the the club. It felt like that. Like yeah, because the, when there's Blitzball, the, when they actually attacked during the during the game. Exactly. Yeah. And also, like I was like, yeah. Ty Sheridan's character, he's stupid. <laughs> like when he was, when he, yeah, I love you. My real name is Wade. He's it's like, like do you, you know people are watching you. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> My penis is hard. <laughs> like, dude, calm down. <laughs> I know, I know you're like 18, 17. How do you think it was like 16, 17? No, I think they were older than that. You think so? Yeah. I think they were at least 18, 19. Oh, man. Then you're like the biggest virgin <laughs> calm down bro <laughs> too I much mean, i was still a virgin at 18 19 i was too <laughs> i'm like i'm making fun of him. i'm like yeah i was but i was that desperate okay no, i was never no, like i love you <laughs> not at all <laughs> i played cool maximum aloofness did, did you i tried to <laughs> I, need, I need like a viewfinder look like at the more you chip away it's like all right it was exactly me okay <laughs> i'm like i need a viewfinder to go into jordan's past <laughs> Like the Oasis. What was it's, Jordan like at 18? It's exactly that. I love you. <laughs> I hope no one's watching this. God damn it. But yeah, but it was a great movie, man. Loved it. Yeah, I want to see it again. It captured, it was a, it had a magical quality about it. And I feel like that's Steven Spielberg at his best. Definitely worth buying on Blu-ray. Hell's to the yeah. Anything else you wanted to add or no? Uh, no, I like Lena Waithe's character. Which one was that? H. Which one's H? H. Uh, uh, the robot, the black robot guy, the one that made the Iron Giant. Oh, 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 yeah, right, 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 right. And oh, funny enough, now that I think about it, that was also one of the uh, big complaints about the guy when he's like, he didn't like this movie. He mentioned, and that's where I learned it. He mentioned the fact that they, he didn't like the fact they didn't go into uh, the fact that uh, she created a white avatar. Because, you know, fanboys and the racism on getting gaming and stuff like that that you deal with. Mm. People yelling out the N-word and all that other stuff and online gaming and stuff like that. So, he, in fact, that they went into it in the book and they didn't touch on it in the movie. That's, some, that's something he didn't like. I mean, I'm, I'm just like, eh. granted, it, a would, lot of granted of it, would def- it would create a great conversation because that's a th- thing you don't really talk about in, like, especially mainstream movies. 
But at the same time, for what they did with the movie, yeah, I, I feel like, the movie I didn't felt like it would have been out of place. Yeah, it would have been too heavy of a message in the movie. Like I feel like it, it wasn't about that. You know I mean, it could have been. That's why I said I felt like it would have been out of place. Yeah, it, it, the movie wasn't really about that. So I don't blame the movie for that. And I'm, again, I'm glad I didn't read the book because I feel like I w- it would have ruined my experience because I, I loved it. But, but but now that I've seen the movie, it kind of makes me want to go back and... Yeah, I want to read the book now. Yeah, because I'm like, how do, how do you describe all of this stuff? Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get into uh, some DC TV of the week, starting with Legends of Tomorrow. I, Ava. What kind of world is this? Dredger Sharps. We are so close to getting the upper hand on Mollus. Bring the missing totems to me. Oh my god. Oh, oh man, let's have another episode about uh, Sarah's sex girlfriend. Bot. Well, yeah, who turns out to be a sex bot. But yeah. before that, I'm just like, did we just focus on this girl last last episode? And they broke up? Yeah, it's like, why are we doing this again? Yeah. This time we're doing it because Sarah's reeling from the breakup. And in the investigatory move, we she find finds out, out. Yeah, now we got to find out Ava is actually a Buffy bot. <laughs> what the fuck? This is what that weird look Rip Hunter gave. Remember you were talking about that? Like, why did he give her a real weird look when he men- she mentioned Ava? I mean, I guess technically I was right. What? Technically speaking. Well, I was like, no, no. Because I was like, uh, my, I was like, my theory was that she's a, a anachronism. And technically I'm right because she's in the future. And she's in the past, which she's not supposed to be, which is the whole point of an anachronism. So technically, I was that's not right. An anachronism, yeah, something that's not supposed to be there, in in the timeline is there, and they got to fix it. No, that that would qualify everything as anachronism, including the legends, including Repunner, including the time. So what? No, don't, you're not going to take it away from me, bitch. Anachronism. You're not going to take it away from me, motherfucker. She's an anachronism. No, I would. You would be closer if you said she was evil, but even that, she was. No, she evil. wasn't. No, I know, but even that, she wasn't evil. But it was like, why? What? Why, yeah, Michael? All, of all the things that Rip Hunt is like, you, she can never know. I would never think she's a fucking Buffy bot. <laughs> what the hell? If from uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm confused. All right, and while that's going on, I mean, and you get the the other plot of uh, whatever. Dark, there was Damian way Dark's, there was way too much shit going on in this episode. There's a lot because because like you know why there's so much shit going on though legends has zero focus that's yeah, why and none of it connected and none of it ever yeah, does the legends. ava plot the damian dark plot and then Totems. the plot with uh the zara and training uh what's his face roy, roy, roy. Yeah. it's like how is and none of it came it's like yeah usually when stuff like that you have three different plots but by the end of they the come together they come together none of that shit came together no but the best thing with Legends is all the time. Like I feel like in every season, this is the problem. Like none of this shit actually builds to a satisfying conclusion because most episodes just kind of meander. And this episode was just like prime example of that. Like literally three different plots happening, but none of them come together. So it's like, what are we doing? Come together right now. Please tell me why it sucks. <laughs> why does it suck, my God? But whatever, man. And speaking of suck, Wally West. Um. Did I call it? Did I call it? Come on, man. Every single time he does anything, he fails. And they make jokes about it where it's just like, hey, man, I'm the fat. Hey, hey, I'm the fastest man alive. Uh, second fastest. Second fastest. It's like, no, fuck you. Wally's faster than Barry in the comics. <laughs> or uh, what was his name? Get your hands off his hard body. 
Oh, I came out wrong. I'm like, come on, Wally. <laughs> Maybe I said illusion of him being bisexual, but like, no. yeah, but Wally isn't bisexual. I know, but it's just it just makes him look lame. And then literally, I'm gonna stop it with my super speed. Oh no, no my super speed! She sucks out my lightning. <laughs> yeah. They keep doing this shit. I'm like, uh, why even have him? And I mean, why even have him? Yeah, at the end of the day, I kind of get it because it's like, yeah, like he he is the most powerful character. He can do everything that they could do much better and much quicker and more efficient. So it's like, how do you build a show around that if it's a team show and it's not his show, but at the same time, it's like... You can find a way. Yeah, I was going to say, you no, can find a way. You can find a way. I mean, I, we've, I've got receipts. Black Lightning this <laughs> Show week. Show me the receipts. Black Lightning this week's, uh, week is the receipts, but we'll get there. Yeah, but um, actually, Jordan... Uh, I'm going to dropkick you. <laughs> Take that, Mr. Mackey. <laughs> But no, like you can, you can in, find uh, a way. In, uh, Black Lightning, uh, they don't have super speed, so you know it's kind of easier to like, you know, make them more useful. Considering Wally can break time and all that on his own, he doesn't actually <laughs> he doesn't actually need the Wave Rider. Okay, so you know we need to figure out a way to figure that out. You know, yeah, you write threats <laughs> that are equal to whatever superpowers you have in the field. For so for Wally, they need to be doing things that actually make his speed useful and make him needed. The reason why he gets taken out so easily well, is because he's not needed. We got Grodd coming next week, you know. Oh, is that the preview? I didn't watch it. Barack Obama. Wait, what? Oh, tomorrow's episode. They're going to the past to save a... He looks like he's in college. So, like, he looks like... But it looks like he's, like, a freshman in college. So, yeah, they're going to save young Barack Obama. Oh, no. So, that was, like... The t- From Grodd? Yeah, so that was the... T- oh! So that, that was the tagline. Sarah was like, we're on Obamacare. And I was like, no! <laughs> Why are we doing this? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> like, I didn't even like this episode and your description. And then the guy... Cancer. Then, then again, <laughs> like, oh my God, Why? And then a guy played Obama, you know, pulling an Obama impression. He's yeah. like, well, to Grodd, he's like, you need, like, you look like you need some help or something like that. And then he grabs Obama by the throat. I'm just like, why are we doing this? Obama! <laughs> <laughs> Don't you sully him in this stupid show? <laughs> oh, my God. Because everybody's stupid in the show, Michael. Sarah, but if over anything, here about If the... they don't have a moment between Barry and Wally. When? And, huh? When? I'm talking about... Get it, Barry Obama. That's what they called him in high school. Oh, Barry and so Wally. So they don't have a they don't have a Barry and Wally moment. Uh-huh. It'd be so so uh-huh. such a who's writing this shit? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I mean, Sarah's about to fucking leave the the wave rider for a day of like mental peace time because she can't deal with the breakup with this girl. Like, come on, do you buy that at all? No, like fuck that shit. So I, I was I was even standoffish to this episode from the very beginning. So fuck that. And then you get into it, and it's like, and then meanwhile. Like, again, there's no building to a, a climax here because your villains this entire season so far and are also, Team Rocket villains. Yeah, I was going to say, and they're also considering the fact that you have to keep in mind that I think there's only like three or four episodes left. They're Scooby-Doo the villains, finale. Michael. I don't feel like this season is coming to a head. Damien Dark was like making jokes with Citizen Steel this episode. Or Nate, whatever. Just like, yeah. like I just don't get it, man. Like, I'm not the, turning evil. Yeah, I'm not in the uh, torturing mood. Uh... Hey man, it's cool. Like, granted, I like the banner. It was funny, but since I think Norm Neil McDonald was funny, like, whatever. But that's not the shit. Like, that's not a good thing. Like, I shouldn't be laughing at your villains. Like, they're te- like literally Jesse and James. They're, yeah, they're definitely pu- pushing the 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 arc that Damian Dark is gonna find some redemption. Yeah, totally. 
That's what's gonna happen. But it's like, did you care when Zimbabwe, Zindala, Zendaya, Zamasi, Zamasi, Zamasu, Zumza, Zamasu is that from Dragon Ball Super? Zawanda, the Circle of Life, Zawari, Rafiki, whatever her name is, the the water chick, the water totem. Yeah, when she died. Oh Zam- no, Zambezi. Zambezi. Oh no, my granddaughter. She, and she no, chose. No, I didn't feel it at all. She chose goodness because no. I told her she sucked. <laughs> You're yeah. lame. Be like your sister. <gasps> How could you, Grandma? I'm gonna be lame and be like my sister. Yeah, I'll be good. <laughs> oh, I'm dead. No, because they dead. didn't show her enough. No. And she was also not really a threatening villain either. She just would show up. She's like, I'm the Catwoman of this weird Batman 66 trio of a villain group. Maybe if, if she had more of a presence, her death would have more of a weight. But because she didn't, I think she was only there like two, three. I think she was there maybe like four episodes and then she died. Yeah. And then even then, like you could still do it better because again, my reference again, Kendra was only in Buffy for four episodes and she died. But when she died, I felt it. She was, and it was only, and it's about the same amount of episodes for her. She was only in like four episodes and then she died. Kendra was only in four episodes and she died. But I, the difference is how you characterize the mm-hmm. character. So like when Kendra died, I was like, no, when she died, I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I don't, I don't care about any of this. None of this episode I cared about. Especially the Ava stuff, and, and yet that's like the main part of this episode because it's called I Ava, like I Robot. So yeah, what what is what does it stand for again? The the name. Yeah, I don't remember. I didn't care enough to <laughs> commit that to memory. But yeah, low pass. And then it was also weird that there was no Rip Hunter in this episode, considering he was the one that didn't want Ava's secret to be discovered. Why wasn't he in this episode? Well, he's, I, he's, I, part he's of, coming. I, and I'm just like, is he even part of this show anymore? Like, the show started with him. It's so weird. I thought, like, either, I thought either he'd be gone by now completely, or he'd be part of the show again. But he's, like, this weird straddling the middle. Like, he'll show up every once in a while now. I'm like, is it because he, maybe, I don't know, is he... I thought it was scheduling, because he lives in Britain. Maybe I'm like, is he? Does he have like another gig going on? But he still wants to be part of the show, and then maybe once that gig is over. But I'm just like, it's so stupid that they wrote him off, but then they keep bringing him back. But then they write him off again, and then they're bringing him back. It's like either just let him go or keep him, especially considering the the show started with him. Yeah, like it was supposed to be his show. He's like a shell of what he used to be, so I don't even want him around anymore. (laughs) Like, Like when he was around, I was just like, oh, you're annoying. I don't know, whatever. But yeah. You know what? Fuck that. Less than passable. I give it less than passable. Yeah, yeah you, not, you gave it a low, low passable. passable. I give it a less than passable. I'm being nice. I no, it's less than passable. Border, <laughs> border, borderline and poor vision. I didn't I didn't care at all. <laughs> maybe next week will be even worse though, so maybe I'll Oh, uh, Wally's I'll fighting God and he's still not gonna be useful. I hope he I hope a flash he, a flash villain and still yeah, right? not and still not useful. <laughs> he'll get mine like he'll in fact he'll become you're, evil. He's, he's you're not the real flash. Yeah, he'll like he'll mind rape him or something and then he'll turn evil for like a whole episode. Watch. And even then he'll be more useful as evil. Yeah, he'll be useful when he's evil, watch. So but still get beaten, like trash. <laughs> Hit with the speed gun or something. Yeah, or the atom is gonna like fucking blast him one time. Does Flash come back next week? Uh I think so. Alright, I'm I can't I can't with legends. <laughs> like it's making me appreciate the flash. <laughs> it's like, oh, Is it God. though? <laughs> yes. 
Because this is stupid. Like, come on, man. Fembots. Fembots. <laughs> Can you imagine if Iris turns out to be a fembot? <laughs> You'd be like, what? Yeah. So stupid. Fuck out of here. All right. But people, people love legends. <laughs> more than other shows. They'll defend that more than they'll defend things like Supergirl or Black Lightning. Which, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm ready for Supergirl to come back. Exactly. Like, I needed to come back like now. <laughs> Watch this and come back and be whack. <laughs> I hope not. It, it was gold not. compared to this crap. Yeah, like when when the season finale ended, like ended on a high note. Ended on a very high Doomsday. note. Doomsday, Doomsday fight. But yeah, whatever. Let's let's move on. Let's get into Black Lightning: Sins of the Father. Your cells are creating pure energy. You're just my dad. It's happening again. They're kidnapping kids. They're alive and they're kept in some kind of suspended state. They're not dead? There ain't no such thing as death. Right. There are some things you can't make right. Some actual good CW. Because <laughs> I really enjoyed this episode. The best of the CW shows. Yeah, but don't tell that to people on the internet. They'll be like, what? No. <laughs> See, they're like, it's too black, Michael. <laughs> you're turning, yeah, you're, you're turning, agreeing it, with them. You're turning people against me. <laughs> you agree with I'm your people. ally. <laughs> Are you, though? <laughs> yes, I am, dick. <laughs> Brainwashing the masses. You're a problematic ally. <laughs> like the Riddler. <laughs> but yeah, so this is a continuation of last week's episode where um turns out Gamby's been covering up... uh people in the town are being converted into bang babies mm-hmm. through green light and other means in the past it was what things in the water supply just like a different yeah yeah it, to it, pacify to, to sterilize i thought it was to pacify people during the social movement uh well i thought when he said pacify i assume he meant like sterilize them because that that was a thing that's a thing in history is that what pacify means i'm i thought pacify meant like calm well, there's that, but I took it as sterilization. Oh, maybe both. <laughs> but um, he has continued from that, and now uh, even though Black Lightning does not trust Gamby, Thunder gets Black Lightning to go check out the uh, the laboratory. But unfortunately, it's emptied out by the time they get there. Um, I'm really, glad. I'm glad she didn't, because she went in there like. I'm glad she had blade. that moment. Yeah, where like, she was about to, she was about to destroy, it. destroy, it, and it's like you're a medical student, like you should know better. <laughs> well, not even. Oh, that's a good point. I was thinking more like. Remember the whole thing was um, Jefferson you, feared that she would think too impulsively, like she wouldn't actually consider her actions, but she was just act of her emotions, which was she was about to do that. But then she caught herself in the last second. But yeah, you're right. As a medical student, she'd be like, now if I take someone off medical life support, what if they die? <laughs> That's a good point. So I'm glad she didn't do Yeah, I'm glad she didn't do it. See, I looked at more of like a character development moment. You're looking at like logic. <laughs> like, no, bitch, don't do that. <laughs> Boo! Oh, shit. Um, but I really enjoyed this episode because uh, they finally have Gamby... Um, Proves Jefferson that he can be trusted because he's captured by that evil organization and tortured for information regarding Black, Black Lightning. Because of that, like, that was like, kind of funny though, because of um, uh, Anissa Thunder investigating, they put two and two together and was like, uh, so as soon as we tell you about this facility and you go there, right afterwards, Black Lightning shows up. Not yeah. a coincidence. So they end up capturing him and torturing him for information, but he doesn't give up Jefferson. So when Jefferson finds that out, I, he puts, he's like, okay, you know what? 
you're the man, dude. <laughs> you're the real MVP when you get tortured almost to death that you don't give my name. And up. it's crazy because he looked shocked when he was like, "You didn't give me up." It's like, yeah. What do you think? <laughs> I guess you know you when someone that you thought you trusted lies to you on such a fundamental level, you kind of don't know what's up from down anymore. So I, I I get why he was so like you know thrown into a loop and not and not knowing if like he could trust Gamby or not. Because even you know Anissa was like, you know, I know you don't trust him, but I feel like he's on our side. And I think logically, if he thought it out, he would think that too. Yeah, cause, I mean, but he was working off emotion. Even in last week's episode, it was like you, the way you feel about Gamby is essentially what Jennifer feels about you. And him just like it's not the same. It's like yeah, no, it, it, it is. It is the same. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this episode had a lot of things I really enjoyed. Like they had so many more of those. Um, I, I feel like every episode has a quota of like awesome family chemistry moments, and it's like you have to have chemistry at least in every other scene, or it's not gonna be a good episode. Because <laughs> the moments between um uh like his his, his the conversation between Jefferson and his and wife. His wife. Can you see through clothes? The electric vision. Yeah. <laughs> I can, I can see you right now. Yeah, the way he kept staring at her as he's leaving the room, he was like, uh, I can see you, Jefferson. And like, I can see you too. Yeah, like, oh, that's so cute. Or like the really touching moment between um, Jefferson and Je- Jennifer, like when they actually made up with each other. And like he convinced her that even though, you know, it's a, it's a shitty hand that she's been dealt with the powers, but she still has to train and learn how to be responsible with them. And like that, that moment when they hug and embrace, and then she's like, so how do you pee in that costume? <laughs> like they, they have really yeah, good chemistry. Fuck all that. Can we talk about that fight? That's why I was about. To, like, <laughs> I mentioned before, and like they could write other shows to have better action scenes with that like, fight multiple in the beginning. Like, that shit was dope, bruh. <laughs> the teamwork. Why is Thunder and Black Lightning have better teamwork and camaraderie than Kid Flash and the Flash, than Arrow, Arrow and Arsenal, Arsenal, Arrow and Speedy, any any combo of heroes? They have done better in this goddamn show in season one. Oh my god, they're doing like um combos from what's the what's that game? Uh, it was like Ultimate Marvel, Ultimate Marvel Alliance. We're doing Marvel split, yeah, Marvel yeah, yeah. do team up attacks. Uh huh. That shit where he did like the she the he, he did like that electric dome. Yes, and like to block them all, and then like she, uh, he used like the the platform thing, his like, electricity to make platform. Yeah, kind of like jumped up, kind of like an Infinity War with the uh, Star Lord, yeah, Star Lord and Doctor Strange. Oh my god! And then the moment where she she's like his shield, and she could do like the power poses, and he's like shooting lightning from behind her, like sniper shots. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, this is tough as hell. <laughs> I was feeling that intro. I was definitely feeling that intro. I was like, oh, this is good. I was just mad. I'm like. I literally watched this right after Legends. So I was like, God damn it, Kid Flash. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> you gonna tell me you can't afford having Kid Flash and Flash doing shit like this together in the Flash? You serious? <laughs> I was like, this fight. Like, I need more of this. Like, oh, it's it was, more stuff I want to see. It was so fucking cool. And then when she, like, bursted through the, st- the, the, the wall, like, we gotta go. We gotta yeah, she's go. she's MVP. Like, she she's mad is. useful in a fight. And I still feel like, though, I'm just like, they... I'm a little tired of this whole, <gasps> they need to do something with that. I feel like it's becoming less apparent though. Like you didn't really see that when she was doing like the power poses, when she was his shield, she was going, <gasps> like she was just kind of like standing there. I'm like, come on, you, you got to be out of breath, bro. <laughs> yeah, <we're... laughs> Choking and shit. But, I thought, but I thought it was funny when that dude tried to tackle her. Oh yeah. And he, she just looked at him like. I love how powerful they make her look sturdier and more powerful than Luke Cage. It's like move or you would be moved. No. (laughs) (laughs) But am I wrong? Do you not feel like Oh, she's definitely more powerful than Luke Cage. Tackle? Like it just they make her feel stronger. 
I don't know if she actually is stronger, but she feels stronger just from the way they showcase it. No, from in terms of the show, I don't know about the comics, but in terms of the show, she's de- I would say she's definitely stronger than Luke Cage. Yeah, you think so? She's more Luke Cage than Luke Cage. Like she's bulletproof. Yeah. <laughs> and she's super, super strong. Like they don't show Luke Cage like They do sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. It's not often. It's not often though. Black girl magic. <laughs> Wherever thunder lightning, lightning thunder. <laughs> Wherever the theme song yeah. is. For the most part, the, the the most they show Luke Cage is just being bulletproof. Mm-hmm. But like doing like major feats of strength, they don't show it that much. Oh, it costs too much. Mm-hmm. I also like um, that they're developing more um, lightning. I like the the scene. Like where she's doing like Hulk stomps, like creating shockwaves. The preview for next week, she does like the Superman Hulk clap. Oh no, she's a total badass. Thunder's a fucking beast. So I'm hoping lightning is the same because like I like. Well, I mean, that they kind of teased it with like when they uh, when she's she did pure the, energy. She's pure I energy. I love how they described it. It was so simple, but for the dumbest adventure like me, it, it was very like it, they put it in very understandable terms where Jefferson's a battery and he's kind of like infamous where he has to absorb from a source and he holds and discharges lightning that yeah, She's a generator. And she's a generator. So like the so MRI. Like, so really, she's like more powerful than he is. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait in this superhero family season two. It's going to be so, awesome. Yeah, so there's definitely going to be a moment because there's, mo- there's times where he needs to like, like, like in the first episode where he uh was like sick and he needed to recharge and stuff she's like gonna that. Supercharge there's him? gonna be moments where she there's gonna be a moment where she supercharges oh, him that's and he goes oh, he goes for ultra instinct. Oh, it's gonna be dope. <laughs> it's gonna be like dear dad. He's like oh, orgasm. <laughs> Whoa, gross. <laughs> Father and daughter. So what? Um, but I was gonna say so I would give this episode. A high more than passable, borderlining on perfect vision, but what kept it from being. Uh, yeah, I was perfect, gonna say I don't think there's anything I didn't like in this. Episode. I didn't no, like Latavia. That Latavia shit. shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> that's what I'm like. I feel like that's what's keeping it from me like really loving this episode. Cause it's just getting weirder and weirder. I like I don't it. know what the fuck. <laughs> I mean, I guess he's kind of like an intimidating Snoop Dogg badass. Like he seems like Snoop Dogg. Like a gangster Snoop Dogg. And I'm guessing the way they're doing it, like, I guess he can't be killed. Is that what it is? Because remember, the guy tried to shoot him, and the gun suddenly jammed. Or was he just crazy? Because then his... Because I feel like he's also just talking to people he's killed. Like, every like those tattoos are past people he's murdered. Yeah, but that guy, wasn't, was not that guy wasn't a tattoo. Yeah, he was. He, he, he forms to a tattoo on him. Yeah, because he killed him eventually. But when he first tried to shoot him... Wait, what? No, the, the guy, guy he's talking to the whole episode. I know that was the guy from the beginning. I'm talking about the guy in the in the white jack, the white jacket or whatever. That was like, man, we see you talking to yourself and stuff like that, and you you're nothing but Tobias Wells lackiest. And he was like, and they started talking back to him, and he's like, and he's like, back up, man, back up. And he's like, do it, shoot me, shoot me, do it. And it clicked. And it clicked and didn't work. And then the ghost guy was like, how did you know it wasn't gonna work? He was like, I didn't. So I was like, so, so you maybe, read that as him not being able, like, like power of luck and nothing. Can yeah, him? maybe he he has like luck powers. See, I read that as him not giving a fuck about his life anymore, and the, the ghost. Well, is like, there's that too, but I'm saying, but the fact that the gun actually didn't work, there has to be something with that, because oh, even maybe. the guy was like, the fuck. Maybe I mean, yeah, it would be weird that it didn't, but that so so then he's good luck power, nothing can kill him. That's what I'm thinking. The ghosts keep him lucky. Based on that, I, that's, that's what weird. I think. I was wondering how the ghost powers and him not die, being able to die was going to play in together. I was like, is he going to get shot and then maybe he just can't get killed like physically anymore? 
But if you're saying like luck will prevent him from dying. Yeah, because why, why else, A, why else would the gun not go off? And then B, or more, no, this would be the A, why would they show that? Yeah. To Why would they make that a point of the episode or that moment? See, I had thought maybe he was just trying to show that he's just so badass. He gives so little fucks that he doesn't care whether or not he gets shot. Because even if he did get shot, he knew he wouldn't die. I don't know. That but was you, how I but read you, it. But you could do that in a way where he's like, oh, well, shoot me. And then the guy gets scared. I agree with you. I, I don't know. That's just how I read it in that moment. But I, you could be right. Um, but the, the whole time, I just feel like the, every time, every scene he was in, it was just him acting like a really gangster Snoop Dogg. And it's like, I guess I'm supposed to be intimidated. So it's like, oh man, he's a badass. But he just seems, I feel like he had more personality before he died. Like now he's super monotone. I'm guessing that's the point. I know, but it's just, he's, less, he's, he's very, like, yeah, he's very spacey. He's like, yeah, he's less interesting as a character. He's high. Y'all <laughs> crazy. Yeah, you crazy, Lawanda. <laughs> And I'm going to be honest, my, the episode started and he was talking to the, the ghost dude or whoever that guy was. Yeah, his cousin. Yeah, it wasn't Lawanda. The first thing I was, I was like, please don't tell me he's going to get naked with this guy. Like, he's like, if you see where he's in the shower with this dude. That'd be weird because that's his cousin. Yeah, I'm like, it was weird with Lawanda. <laughs> at, least, at least he's not related to her. It's all weird. <laughs> I'm like, I don't get this. And he still haven't explained it. So it's like, I don't get how his powers work or what what's going on with that. And they haven't shown... um. What's his face? Or if they're Tobias actually whale at all? Or if they're actually like real powers, or is, it, or is he really hallucinating? Like, are they really there, or is he like making shit up? They gotta be there. Those tattoos have to be real. How yeah, but that alive? could be a visual representation of like what he's seeing, not necessarily like like people in the show. They probably won't be able to necessarily see it, but that's uh-huh. just for us, the audience. That's what I'm trying. That's what I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, that's, I think that's what prevents this episode from being perfect vision. Cause that shit's just—I don't, I don't get it. And then, like, he's kind of entertaining when he ripped that guy, that guy's ear off. That was like, holy shit! Yeah, he went full Mike Tyson. Like, yo, no hesitation. Like, word, whoosh! Ah! I'm like, oh, that's bloody. I'm like, yo, that was a Netflix moment. I'm like, okay, that's some scary shit. <laughs> but it's just like I'm not—I don't know where it's going. And I'm not sure how his confrontation... But I guess that's the point, though. Not knowing where it's going? Yeah. But I can't see there being a fight between him and like Black Lightning in them with with his power set. But, I mean, he might not be a physical threat. He might be more of like, you know, the background, kingpin type of... Like he's more of a he's more of like an antagonist to um, he, he, Tobias Whale. Yeah, he might around. be more of like a mastermind plotting thing behind the plotting things behind the scenes type villain, as opposed to oh I'm gonna fight Black Lightning. Maybe, but like I feel like Tobias Whale is gonna be the oh I'm gonna fight Black Lightning villain, which they haven't shown him in the last what two episodes. Well, I know yeah, he's I'm saying I know he's in hiding right now because yeah. uh, that organization or whatever yeah is after him. Maybe he'll come back and kill the unkillable Allah. <laughs> Maybe that's what's gonna happen. Maybe. Um. But I guess just to wrap it up, I mean, I just want to talk about how badass Gamby is. Like, that dude will not be a victim. Like, when the when the government guys came to take him away, and he immediately pulled out those two pistols. Two, two Lara Croft pistols. I was like, yo, he is not gonna... Like, I ain't going out like that. <laughs> you got to drag me out. And it was like, don't worry. And the only reason they got him was because he was going to shoot up the yeah, start civilians. shooting up civilians. Yeah, I'm like, Wow. Like he doesn't like he's like a better Alfred. Like I would not worry about Gamby. Alfred, I'd be worried about. Like you know. In well, the it field. depends on which incarnation of Alfred. I don't. I mean, I guess the comic book Alfred is not to be fucked with, but like the movie Alfreds, no, none of them. Yeah, none of them. <laughs> yeah. So, but this Gamby, 
Woo! <laughs> he killed all the Alfreds solo. Basically. <laughs> Not break a sweat. Kill all the Alfreds and their children. Yeah. But I, I like I like the the scene where he's being tortured and stuff. Like that was some really hardcore stuff. Like he, they did a really good job with the makeup and stuff in those scenes. I really felt it. I felt bad yeah, for his him. eye was fucked up. Yeah. And then he, it is funny because it's, it's not even like after he's being tortured and Black Lightning goes there to save him. It's, he didn't really do anything. All he did was turn off the lights. Gamby killed Gamby, those guys. Yeah, Gamby's the one that did all the work. I was like, yo! After being tortured, he's still, exactly. you know, well enough to take out those guys. I'm like, bro. Oh, uh, uh, some, some, something we didn't mention is. What? Uh, it's it's kind of good that the, that the guy, the evil guy, was able to put two and two together. He's like, so Gamby adopted this black kid, and then we had him show up. Then the moment he shows up, Gamby's able to escape. That guy's Black Lightning. Yeah, they, they've done a good job of having the government guys not be stupid. Like they're at least like, putting like, together the like everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Jefferson Pierce, you look kind of. You, you look, look like, exactly you, like. You look Black exactly. <laughs> you look exactly like the like Black Lightning. Your voice, yeah. You got the same hair. Oh, with a twist at the end, the fact that Jefferson's coworker from the school. What, oh, what the, is prin- she? the principal. She's the vice principal. She's the vice principal. Yeah, she's actually an ASA agent. Yeah, I, I wasn't expecting. Dun dun dun. I'm like. I mean, but I've been wondering why she's been a character though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, cause she's not like I thought. At first, she was gonna be like a love rival to his wife. She's been giving him. She's been giving him coochie invitations like the whole. But he's not about it. No, <laughs> not about it. He's she all keep, about his wife, and she <laughs> keeps shooting her shot. If yeah. you need to talk, he's like, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm here. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm like, Whoa. I love my ex-wife. <laughs> I'm like, she fine. I'm come not. on now. <laughs> but his ex-wife is is fine. <laughs> she is. She is cute. Yes, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna knock him for that. But, but yeah, yeah, like yeah, so she's ASA, he's black lighting. No, he isn't. I would have known. Nah, because, bitch. <laughs> because I've been trying to fuck him this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> so you should have known even more so. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, nothing came of it, so. Yeah, nothing came of nah. it. <laughs> so what do you think is gonna come of that though? That development. I feel like she's gonna uh try to get him ousted. Like she's gonna try to out him. Or get him uh, removed from the school. Because remember, there was a whole moment where he clashed with the board when he uh, yeah. he tried to get that uh, student reinstated that got expelled for green light, mm-hmm. and they had a clash with that. I think she's probably going to lean into that a little bit more to try to get him removed as principal. Okay. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting theory. But how does that? I think she had to kill him though. But, I mean, she, the whole thing. She was, she was like, yeah, but. She also has feelings for him. As you can tell from that really troubled look she had when she turned away from the guy. Yeah. Like, like oh, I wanted to fuck him so bad. So, so she might <laughs> try to she might try to ruin him, but not necessarily. Hmm, maybe. Or she or she might be like, You either gonna fuck me, or I'm gonna shoot wow. you. I'm gonna shoot okay. you. It's not lifetime. <laughs> no, it's fatal fatal attraction. It's a lifetime shout now. You gonna give me an electric black lightning orgasm or I'm gonna kill you. What the hell? <laughs> All right, well, let's move on. Let's get into the Because you know you know that's part of his power. No, uh, when I don't get, know that. When he's having sex, when he's having sex with Lynn. He's giving her a little shock in her clitoris. Ooh, Jeff! <laughs> electrical orgasm is electrical impulse, and he controls electrical impulses. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let that just sit there. Nope. Ooh, Jeff! 
awkwardly moving on. Do it, do it again. Do it again. All right. Well, if you're if you weren't entertained by that, ladies and gentlemen, guess what? I'm gonna turn the reins over to right now. I'm gonna turn this over to Michael with the anime section this week. Anime with Mike and Jordan. Because this week. Michael's the one that has the anime suggestion for us. That you didn't watch. I watched one episode. <laughs> That's and not enough to have a full discussion. Hey, man. I don't mind spoilers. So we'll discuss what I've watched so far. We'll discuss the, the non-spoilers or whatever. Um, and then take it from there. And convince me and our audience to watch this anime. Okay. I had never heard of it before you, you brought it up to me. So. All right. All right, Michael. Take it away. What are we, what are we talking about this week? All right. Let's see if I can say the name this time. <laughs> the name of the anime is called Hakata Tonsku Ramens. Yeah. Does that translate to the crossdresser assassins? <laughs> That's what it is. There's only it's only one crossdresser. Oh, okay. <laughs> and and funny enough, you sent me a message about, oh, this is why you like it, because it's a crossdresser. I'm like, yes, because I crossdress in my personal life. No, I don't. Like that has well, nothing has nothing to do with why I like the anime. Well, I mean And funny enough <laughs> I'll give you the conceited face. And no, funny enough, that mm. element of it actually makes me it makes me mad about it because they don't go far enough with it. They don't. They don't. Like, because it's because this is a fangirl anime, and they just like the idea of yeah, it being like, like a homosexual what, relationship. Like once I get to the end of the anime, I was like, get the and like they do. I'm not going to talk about. I'll get to it later, but okay. yeah, like because I'm gonna, I'm gonna just get angry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn it to the Hulk. All right. So what's this anime about? But basically, uh, I'll read the plot summary. It says at first glance. Fuku- Fukuoka seems like a peaceful city, but under the surface, crime is running rampant. The city's Hakata. Oh no! <laughs> the city's Hakata ward is home to the professionals of of the underworld, <clears throat> professional killers, detectives, informants, professional revenge seekers, those skilled in torture, hacking, and more. And according to urban legend, even a killer of professional killers exists in the city. When stories of the men in the underworld are told, a professional murderer appear. appear when stories of of the men in the on the underworld are told, a quote professional killer murder appears. So basically, 
It's about a city called uh, Hakata. And in that city, 3% of the uh, population that lives in that city are professional. They're hitmen, uh, hacker. Well, it's only one major hacker, but they're just basically professional hitmen. And they even work with the cops. So it's like, even though they're killing people, the cops don't really uh, do anything because that's part of the, that society. Mm. So they even assist with that. Because that was one thing I was like... So no laws. All, I was like, all these people are getting murdered, but where are the cops? Mm-hmm. But... This is the convenient way to have no rules. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> it's like the Assassin's Guild in John Wick, kind of. Pretty much. Yeah. But uh, uh, one of the main characters, his name is uh, Bonba. He's a detective. Who looks like an effeminate Spike Spiegel. No, no, no. That's not, 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 not the cross-dresser. No, no. Yeah. He looks like an effeminate Spike Spiegel from Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> I, I don't know. The detective? That... Yeah, Wait, I... you don't watch Cowboy Bebop? No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Every episode, there's things I haven't seen. <laughs> <laughs> the list, like you, you, like you, you watch a few, but the list just grows it more. Keeps growing. <laughs> I'm like, I've heard of Cowboy Bebop, but I don't even know what it's about. Oh man, you suck. Is that an anime or is that an actual cartoon? It's cartoon? an anime. Oh, well, there you go. You are. I don't even know why you get surprised at this. Like you but know, it's a classic when it comes, anime. But it's... you know, when it comes to anime, I already said before when Jamie was still on when we first started the anime section. Before this section, the only anime I watched period was dragon ball and sailor moon yeah but those that's like those are tsunami anime and this is a tsunami anime too well, i didn't watch okay. dragon ball and sailor obviously moon. not <laughs> dragon ball and sailor moon all right continue uh but yeah so the main character his uh his name is uh zenji bamba mm-hmm. he is basically uh investigating because even in the world of hitmen, there are good, quote unquote, good hitmen that do things like based off of like, say somebody wronged you, mm. I'll pay you to get revenge on that person. But they only, they will only do, they will only met out the the punishment that you gave, that you gave to me equal. So like, say you like pushed me or whatever, okay. and I hired you and I, or you pushed me and I hired somebody to do revenge. Like that person will like push you back. They wouldn't like kill you. So there's like there's this one moment where a guy like got mad at somebody and punched him in the face. So they hired a revenge person and that person punched him in the face. And so that guy thought they were about to fight. And he's like, no, I was just hired to punch you in the face. That was it. I'm done. My job's done. Take care. Have a good day. Five bucks. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, have a good day. (laughs) No, it's more than it's more than five bucks. They charge a lot of money. So it's like so because of that, there's a hierarchy in in terms of like good assassins or hitmen and bad hitmen. So the detective Bond, but he's investigating the the bad hitmen that, you know, just actually kill people for no reason, just Mm. just to take the money for it. And so that's when you get, you know, when you got the first episode, that's when you get to uh, the cross-dressing assassin. He was hired by the bad organization to take out the detective, Bamba. And that's where the first episode goes, and it goes from there, because the cross... that's where I stopped. Yeah. (laughs) After that first episode. So it's about their developing friendship and relationship, because he betrays the uh, cross-dressing assassin, whose name is... uh, Fuck. Why can't I think of his name? I know his real name. but I don't want to get that's that's I don't remember his name I don't remember his 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 and it's funny when you show when I saw well not show me when, you, when I saw this your story but yeah he, the, he but basically I'll just say he but he ends up betraying the other organization and works with and ends up working with the other the other team he pulls a terminator instead of the one being the one to assassinate him he becomes his protector 
pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Come with me if you want to live. K- kind of. And kinda. now imagine K- kind of the kind of the protector. But imagine that coming out of the mouth of a, like a manly voice out of the body of a very effeminate woman. <laughs> and they and they play that up like they 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 treat it like it's a woman. But then he's like, because she looks like a girl. Yeah, look, that's the point. And then it's like, yeah, no, 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 no. It's yeah, like, uh, so somebody, somebody got mad because uh, a guy tried to hit on him, and then he turned around and he's like, "I'm gonna kill you, you she male." <laughs> Did that happen? In the first episode that was in the too? first episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, did you touch my ass? What? <laughs> he's so surprised. Like, what? <laughs> Um, but yeah, very anime. It's very, but yeah, but, oh, it's yeah very I was going to say, I, f- I found this anime funny enough on Facebook because, you know, they have the advertisements and stuff like that. So I saw like fighting and, you know, uh, blood, like I always say things that get me, that get me hyped and things of blood, sex, gore, and magic. Mm-hmm. And aside from magic, it had blood, sex, and gore. So, so I was you like, saw blood in the trailer. And I like, saw blood and I was like, let me check it in. I, I, I wasn't like, oh, this is going to be amazing. I was like, oh, I'll check it out. Okay. Cause I'm like, we need anime to ro- watch and review. So I'm like, I'll watch it, see if it's good. Well, I and I liked stuff. it. Yeah. And you know it was it was interesting. The premise is interesting. I'll say that. Like, I, it intrigued me from the jump, just in terms of like, because it starts with that crossdresser assassin. So I was like, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> like, I was confused. When I saw her. I was like, wow, she's got a deep voice. Oh, that's a man. <laughs> okay. And, and they set up the world. Yeah, the and they assassins. go. In, I don't. I don't think they did it in the first episode, but they go into why he dresses like a woman. Well, it's funny because the guy who he's there to assassinate, he's like, oh my God, you've gone so far to uh, disguise yourself. You're even wearing a dress. He's like, no, it's my hobby. I just enjoy this. <laughs> and I was like, okay. That's yeah, that's what, he, that's what he wears in his normal age. It's not, it's not like he did that for an assignment. That's just yeah. what, how he is. But that was like, the, it played your expectations in that way. That's but yeah, they, like they go into, it's, it's, it's a much deeper meaning into why. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, the intro, it hooked, it hooked me. But then a lot of the episode was a lot of like detective work because you're following the main detective as he's putting together these clues. You're learning about the assassin, the hitman of hitmen. He's a, he's a better Batman than the the, the movie. Everybody is. The movie version is a Batman. I, almost anybody <laughs> is a better detective <laughs> than, than Ben Affleck's Batman. But like you know them going through um putting together the clues. Um, I mean that was all kind of like interesting, I guess, but it's not really my thing. So. That's that's where I think the first episode kind of lost me in my interest, but you know, just the premise itself is interesting, and I I think the characters are also interesting. I don't I haven't really gotten a real sense of what the detective is like, the feminine Spike Spiegel, but the the crossdresser hitman, that character seems interesting. Just 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 in just based purely on you know what they are, and just in that in the first episode, you know, it just seems. I don't know, if they, I, but you said they don't really go into it because it seems like, I guess he guy plays against type. They, well, they, they, well, no, I was saying they go into it later on, why he cross dresses, why he feels more comfortable dressing as a woman. Oh, so it's more than just a hobby. No, yeah, it's more than just a hobby. He's actually like a whole meal. Oh, there are these. Weird I mean, do you flashes. want me? Do you want me to tell? I can tell you. Well, after this, we'll go into the spoilers. Okay, right. but um, because it does have in the first episode these weird like it looks like flashback scenes. Where it's like a young version of him? Yeah. Is that who it is? Yeah. Okay, so I guess that relates. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. all right. I didn't really, because until we just started talking about it, I didn't really understand what those flashes were during the episode. And yeah, you said you don't really get enough, get enough of uh, the detective guy, because the first episode was more so about, uh, why the fuck can't I think of his name? The crossdresser. Because I'm like, I don't want to keep calling remember. him a crossdresser. <laughs> 
It but, sounds actually, yeah, it's kind of offensive, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, man. Like, I know his real name. Like, his, his real name is Malmay. Okay. But that's not the name. It's like a spoiler. But, I don't but know. No, that's that. But no, it's not a spoiler. But that's not the name he's referred to like throughout most of the sh- throughout most of the show. Like, so if people look it up, they won't see Malmay in the description. Yeah. But his his actual his the name he was born with is Malmay. So that that first episode was more about establishing him turning yeah. coat, more so about than the detective. Like the detective is they focus on him throughout the other episodes. Mm-hmm. And even his, even his, uh, his team. Some mysterious death suicide he's investigating. That the assassin crosses paths with him because he was supposed to assassinate that person, but they were assassinated before he could assassinate him. Yeah, <laughs> it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing that um, happens. That happens. A, that happens a lot, actually. Okay. Because, <laughs> like I said, it's three percent of the population. So, so for the first episode, though, you know, I was I was intrigued, um, but I give it like you know a passable, just a. <gasps> Passable, no. Michael. It's kind of a, it's it's kind of a straight passable. <laughs> trash. <laughs> what would you rate since this? Since I've seen, well, since I've seen all twelve episodes, I would give it a more than passable. More than pass, solid, more than passable. Solid, more than passable. Okay, all right. Let's get into spoilers. I'm actually kind of curious to know what you really liked about this anime. Like, what what can I kind of expect? Okay, so uh, going going into the reason why he cross dresses, they. Uh, going to flashbacks and they, the, the reason why he does it is to connect with his mother and sister mm. and what what happened was he was born in like severe poverty okay. and so sex traffickers tried to come to uh, his mother oh that's the one that we didn't talk about in this episode like it took a dark weird turn where like the one of the guys who works with the assassin oh yeah the, company, the, the, the anime is very dark but but just out of no, I mean yeah, there's like there's murders because of assassinations, but like but no, one not of the just guys that, like Joffrey and he beats to death prostitutes or women he finds in the street that he like has sex with, and if they struggle, he kills them. Yeah, and then he has the assassins group kind of cover it up, like out of nowhere. I'm like, who is this Joffrey character? What the fuck? So I'm sorry I jumped in, but like that that surprised me in the show. But yeah, so uh, going back to that, funny enough, like they talk about a lot of dark topics, but the the premise of the show is so over the top it doesn't lean into like it's it's not it doesn't feel very weighty not to say not to say it doesn't land or the moments or the moments are played with like a joke but it's just like it's just so much things happening that that's just over the top even like the ending uh theme music not 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 the opening theme music but the way it ends it's like it sounds like a wacky zany looney tunes mm. type of ending it's like so it's like i like the outro music yeah so it's like like the outro music kind of shows you like yeah it's a lot of dark heavy stuff going on but don't take it too seriously it's, yeah. it's it's more about like this anime is for fun, so going back to what I was I was saying about uh, why he dress why he cross dresses, so yeah he was born into severe poverty so every day these sex traffickers would come Whoa. to his mother to try to convince him or convince her because she has two kids a daughter and a uh, and him, okay. and so to try to convince her to sell one of her kids and it's like and the mother's also getting sick they don't say what her disease is but she's like coughing. And it's implied that she's going to die hmm. if she doesn't get uh, treatment. And like, well, hey, you sell us one of your kids. You're going to be well set up. We can get you treatment. You're no longer going to be in poverty anymore. Whoa. You know, you get a better life. All you got to do is get rid of one of these kids. And she wouldn't do it. But 
him seeing that the fact that they were struggling so much, he sold himself into slavery. Whoa. And so based on based on that, like him wearing and the fact that he was raped and you know he has a sister and a mother. So him wearing women's clothes is his way of feeling more connected to his mother and sister. That's dark. And it ends up turning out that his sister, because he betrays the organization, his sister gets murdered by uh, the the hitman organization, Kaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukaukauk
I still I still feel the same way. Like I want you to come back and we can work together and all this other stuff. He's like, no, I love it here. I like this team. That's not me. I'm not doing that. He's like, oh, okay, well, if you're not going to come with me, I'm going to kill all your friends and stuff like that. And then that's, you know, that's going to leave you with nobody but me. So they have this confrontation at the end. And he ends up killing. He ends up killing the guy. Obviously, you know how these things always go. Okay. The trope of all these things go. So the point I was getting to is the way it ends. Like he comes back after defeating the main, you know, the the main villain at the end. And then the detective guy is like standing here. And then he comes standing here. And then they play the opening music, but then they play it in like the most romantic way. And then they're looking at each other and then they walk and then also and then his team is like on the sidelines. So then you got the team on the side, kind of like Love Simon. They're like on the side. They're like looking at each other with the romance music playing. And then they're like walking close to each other. They get close to each other. He smiles. You're back. And they like do nothing with it. It's like, yeah, I'm back. All right, let's go get some. The, the, the reason why it's called ramen at the end, because also the episodes. And once once the detective guy gets together, like every episode pretty much ends with them like, let's go get some ramen, some Tonsku ramen. Seriously, yeah, that's where that name comes from. Yeah, so the city's name is Hak- <laughs> the city's name is Hakata, and then they eat Tonsku ramens. What? The- <laughs> what a weak name. <laughs> so yeah, so it's obvious that they that they love each other or whatever, and then they're just like, all right, let's go the get Japanese some. Japanese are really homophobic, so they can't commit to it. <laughs> yeah, let's go get some food, Got and you. it's like. That made me mad. I was like, get the fuck out of here. It's like, what's the point then? <laughs> what, what is, exactly. What's the point? <laughs> Your whole premise is this man is a crossdresser. Like, obviously he's a homosexual. But, but he, no, he's not. He's not gay. He's not? No. They even say that in one of the episodes. Come the That's why fuck I said, get on. the fuck out of here. Are you serious? Because there's, there's this one guy, the guy that's the main torturer. He says something about, because uh, Maume is browsing the internet and uh, the other guy was like, I got some websites to show you. He wasn't trying to be pervy or anything like that. He was just like, I got some websites to show you if you want to browse. And he looks at the guy. He's like, and this is the first time they even mention it. Cause I'm like, when's the first, when the fuck does this happen? But he was like, I'm not gay like you. And I was like, <laughs> Whoa. What? Oh, what are you man. doing? The whole, what are you I'm, doing? I'm confused now. What are you, I'm, I was confused too. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? That's the M. Night Shyamalan twist of this whole thing. <laughs> it's about a crossdresser assassin who's not who's gay. Who's not gay. It's like, what? <laughs> okay. All right. Sure. Whatever, bro. And then the fact sure, that you're not gay. Wink, wink. And they, and wink, they, and they wink. keep and they keep referencing like there's a moment where they're like, so are you two boyfriends? And like, no, I'm just I'm just freeloading off of him. And it's like and they do that. They reference that shit a lot. And it's like the fact that they don't do it like that is what pissed me off. This is an anime that Jamie would be squealing at every five seconds. Because like, so, it's like cute. it's so obvious that they that they have that there are moments where he's like injured and he's like like. You know, you you want to piggy like I'll piggy like I'll carry you. You want to piggyback? Oh my god, they have all these shipping moments. Yeah, like he's piggybacking uh. on piggybacking on him. He's he's like has his arm around him. He has uh. his head on his shoulder, and he's like, there's other other moments where they're like couples. He's like, can you bring back some toilet paper? Or there's other moments you're where you're doing a good job of convincing me to watch this. <laughs> like at first you kind of had me, but the more you talk about it, the more I'm like, oh man. No, I'm talking about the moments that upset me. Like, but in terms of like the, their relationship, it's so obvious that they're in love with each other, but they don't. And it, and that's the thing that annoys me. Like night, even like Nights and Magic, they got this guy who's clearly, clear, they clearly animate him to be a girl, but he's not. He's a guy. In the main character as the main character in Nights and Magic. So terrible. But. <laughs> they don't do anything with it. It's the same thing with this. You clearly got two two male characters that are in love with each other, but they're not in love with each other. 
It's like, come on now. Even when, even when the like the characters go away and they go off to fight, like they're so worried about each other. They're like killing off people to try to find each other. And it's like, it's so obvious that you fucking love each other. They're living in the same place. It's like, come on now. That's the thing that pissed me off. I, I think that's I think that's the thing that probably kept it from being a perfect vision for me. Wow. More trash anime recommendations for Michael. No, but despite but despite all of that, I enjoyed the characters. Like they even have this guy and for, even from the like from the first episode, he's like clearly way out of his league. He should not be in an assassin's guild. But yeah, he's mm. there. He's there, Sa- yeah, Sa- yeah. Saito. The really nice kid. Yeah, the nice kid. Who's like, he, he's like interning at the Assassin's Guild and he's like super nice. Can I, I don't even want to kill anybody. Should I, should I, why am I here? <laughs> like, why, why are you here? Exactly. And they go into that, like why he decided to do it. And it turns out he, he felt like he could be a killer because he's playing a game of baseball. And he threw a pitch. It goes, all goes back to baseball. And yeah, so why? What the hell? <laughs> he, he threw a pitch at somebody, and it like hit somebody in the head. And he thought that guy was dead. And in that moment, he was like, and in that moment, he's like, I could be a killer. Then he's like, but it turned out that guy actually didn't die. And so it's like, <laughs> why would you just be like, no, I and can't. He's like, and he's like, and ever since that day, I could never throw a pitch again. And then he's like, so why did you think he could be? Because there's a because there's a moment. I think it's a, terrible. There's a moment. I think it's in the second or third episode where he he gets a contract to kill somebody. So he like breaks into somebody's house and he hides in the bathroom, <laughs> waiting for the guy to come home. But then another assassin gets a contract. Oh, that was the first episode. Was that the first episode? Yeah, oh, okay. He gets knocked out. He gets, yeah, he gets knocked out by I guess two assassins that are there to assassinate him. Yeah, and that's how he meets that group. Wow. Yeah. I mean, sure. So it's, it's, this it's, sounds real interesting, so Michael. Funny. I'm gonna check it out. No, you just said based on the first episode. <laughs> no, yeah, man, sounds great. Watch the anime. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try and watch one or two more episodes. I'm gonna give you that. No, watch five. Oh man. <laughs> That's a lot of episodes. Twelve. Uh, that's, that's even. That's all of them. <laughs> that's all the episodes. Watch, yeah, exactly. You still haven't watched Agents of Shield, so no. you. Still, I'm gonna watch that before I watch this. You still owe me for that. I, I would rather watch Agents of Shield than this, to be honest with you. Like I said, I have a zero. I have a zero proven wrong track record. Zero sum track record in terms of when I tell you to watch something, and you Is end up true? like, yes, name something I said watch it and, it was, and you didn't like it. I feel like there's not enough examples. Exactly. No, Agents of Shield. Because I only choose the things to watch that you tell me to watch that I actually want to watch. <laughs> so I'm not a- sure. A- Agents of Shield, Love mm. Simon, Greatest Showman, mm. and the Buffy musical. Those are the things I told you to watch. The Buffy musical. That's four. Mm. So I'm four for four right now. But you're not though, because this is one, and Ma- Knights and Magic is another, and those are two. But that no, I didn't but like. no, I told you why. But no, I didn't say Knights and Magic was great. I just said watch it. I was like, I'm, I'm, I, so I you like said watch it, though. I was like, I like, <laughs> so I was like, watch it, no, but I said I like it, but I kind of hate it at the same time. I, and I, I want, I just wanted your opinion on it. I didn't say, oh, watch it, because this is so awesome. The other ones, I was like, no, but watch. this one you would recommend. I rec- yeah, I would recommend it. All right. The other one, like Knights and Magic, I was just like, I wanted did, your opinion. Did I didn't know ever, if you would um, like it or though. Do they ever bring back the King's Game reference? Did they reference? Do you remember that from the first episode? Uh, yeah, he talks the, about the, it. In the, the, the Joffrey kid is watching, um, like a thing yeah, on his laptop. King's game. Yeah, he's doing a King's game. I'm like, is that a thing in Japan? What the hell? I, I think so. Oh wow, you want to play King's game, Mike? <laughs> I, I guess maybe not as crazy as the 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 King's game anime. I mean, it must have been because the the. 
the hitman lady freaked out and was like, "Let me get the names of everybody that's in that Kings game. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take care of this." I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> but I'm guessing it's actually probably a person that's doing, you know, as opposed yeah, it was to him. like, no, no, no. It was it was, it was Joffrey kid. He was the king. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't like it was like supernatural, a yeah, supernatural yeah. or science, science natural. Did they ever explain the king's name what it was? Yeah, they said it was a virus, like nanites in the atmosphere. That was the real explanation. That was the real explanation. Oh, that's right. Man, that was stupid. It was very stupid. I was happier with blocking that out. <laughs> I was happier just believing it was supernatural. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. But all right, let's move on. Let's get into the news of the week. Michael news. Boom, on me. Yeah, Ready Player One. It's thankfully uh, $53 million at the box office this weekend. Jump! So, so it's, no, it's, num- it's number one. Number one at the box office, but uh, number two is Tyler Perry's Acrimony, which I'm just like, who cares? Why? Tyler, I didn't even know that was why what Tyler, that is or why when is it Tyler, came out. Why is Tyler Perry number two? <laughs> and beat Black Panther? Some, yeah. Disgusting. <laughs> I mean, but, but I don't to, care but how to many be fair, weeks. I was going to say, to be fair, care. Black Panther's been in. <laughs> no, but when you look at that list, <laughs> Black Panther's below Tyler Perry anything. <laughs> So yeah, and then that Christian movie, God's God's Not Dead, is no is the, the so those are the top, are the top three. But yeah, fifty fifty three million uh, opening weekend is I think it's pretty good. I don't know what the budget is, but considering like the last couple of movies have only opened like twenty million, it's this pretty good. I'm pretty sure the studio's got to be happy. Uh, but yes, yeah. Somebody texted me the other day. Was like, yeah, let's go see Acrimony this weekend. I was like, hell no, I don't want to see that shit. It was like, you don't want to support Taraji P Henson. I was like, I already did with Proud Mary. Oh, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> and they're like, so what? It's no, a different. It's a different movie. I'm like, yeah, no, I'll, no. I'm, I saw Taraji on the cover of some magazine. Like she was like half naked. That bitch is fine. Yeah, Taraji's a looker. She is no, not a looker. She is. Fine. I'm just saying. I'm saying. Yeah. I'm like hey, Taraji's geez. not. Taraji's not unattractive. But isn't she like almost like? She she's in her forties. She's in her forties. She was fifty. I don't know how close. I don't know how into forty I she is. She was fifty. But she's she, in her forties. But I'm like Angela Bassett is fifty and she's still fine. Like that's true. Black don't crack. It's true. <laughs> I'm like God damn you you mother <laughs> Jesus. All right, Taraji, if you're listening. <laughs> Yeah, Blur Vision. Well, no, not necessarily. Could we just say we're not going to see your movie? <laughs> oh, uh, no, you said that. I, you did too. I was happy like, to support uh, yeah, Proud I Mary. Know, I didn't know it was a thing. I was like, Proud Mary, so, I loved so, it. So, Jordan, we're going to see Acrimony? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Taraj, I love you. <laughs> but also with that said, uh, Black Panther is tomorrow, actually, going to cross or surpass Jurassic World. In terms of the domestic box office to become the third, no, the fourth highest grossing domestic box office movie ever. Sweet. Because it's uh, Avatar, no, Star Wars, uh, the last, the whatever the fuck it was, Star Wars, The Force Awakens, then Titanic, and now Jurassic World. But now uh, Black Panther is about to surpass that. Well deserved. And it's also at, uh, it's about to pass the 1.25 billion mark at the box office. So, yeah, Black Panther's still killing it. But internationally, probably won't catch up with Age of Ultron. And oh no, it's not. It's not going to catch. It's definitely yeah. not going to catch them. Unfortunate. But domestically, it's just killing it. Yeah, but domestically, it's passed everything. And you know what else really matters? But America, am I right? <laughs> am I right? America, go America. Anyway. <laughs> but uh, 
also some more Marvel news. So they came out and said, because you know Captain Captain Marvel takes place in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Well, nineties means the past. It does. And the past means people that died are still alive. That's true. So, Agent Coulson is coming back to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, he's still alive. What are you talking about? He's not, he didn't. But no, like, in the movies, he's dead. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so, Agent Coulson is going to be in the uh, Captain Marvel movie again. How is that going to work? Is there going to be a young Coulson? Like, they're going to recast yeah, Coulson? No, or? it's going to be Phil, it's going to be uh, Craig Clark Gregg. So, they're going to do that DH violent thing? Yeah, they're going to do that DH violent thing that they did, like, with. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. or that they did with uh, Hank Pym. So those are all like quick scenes, though. Have they all? Have those all been tested? Well, I'm assuming. I'm assuming since they said the majority of the movie is going to take place in space. Oh, you think it's going to be quick? With yeah, the, I'm assuming Phil Coulson's not going to be in the whole movie. Well, what about Sam Jackson? Same thing. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know if he's going to go to space with her. He might be in, or he might go to space with her. I don't know. I don't. I'm just saying it was more than one scene with these characters. It's just, it's just like were those all tests leading up to this, where it's like now it can. And be plus, a- it's been a, it's been a couple years since they did it, so I'm pretty sure they perfected the technology a little bit more. Yeah, I'm just saying like, am I gonna see like I don't know, half hour of young Sam Jackson in this movie? That'd be kind of amazing. Yeah, I don't know how much he's gonna be in the movie, and then not just uh, not just uh, Agent Coulson, but they're bringing back uh, Ronan the Accuser. Because, you know, it's about the Kree scroll War, and he's not dead. I'm actually glad they're doing that. And I feel uh, like he needed... like he, he, I feel like he had a back... Of all the villains in Marvel so far, I feel like he had a, a history to his villainy that they didn't delve into that I thought would be interesting. Mm-hmm. You know and, what I mean? Like, and they're also bringing back his uh, his minion, uh, Dijaman Hans, Hansu. Oh, really? Uh, oh, it's wow. called Karath the Pursuer. Because he's like a heretic of the Kree, but they didn't touch on that at all in the movie. N- not at all. I mean, since it's about the Kree, it would make sense for him to come back. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe retroactively, he'll be a good Marvel villain. <laughs> Maybe. Or don't let Chris, don't let hear Chris say you that, because because uh, Ronan the Accuser is his favorite MCU villain. How? <laughs> yeah, I'm like Loki though, or Killmonger. Yeah, or any of those choices. Vulture. <laughs> yeah, any of those are viable choices. I would even take Ironmonger over. <laughs> you take Ironmonger over Ronan? Wait, yeah, I would too. Uh, yeah, I would. T- <laughs> yeah, never mind. <laughs> I think about it, Mike. Yeah, no, he was pretty good up until the very end. And he's like, I'm the Ironmonger. <laughs> and that's not the, that's not anything against. Uh, yeah, definitely that. But that's not to say anything against Lee Pace. Like he's a great actor, but in terms of like the. Being the villain of the movie, like, because eh. it wasn't really about him. It was about the Guardians. It would be, awesome. He would be like way down the rung. Yeah, maybe like top five, but not five. That's yeah, because I just said Killmonger, Vulture, uh, Loki. No, you know Killmonger, Loki, Vulture, uh, Ironmonger. And then maybe I would even take Ultron above Ronan. Ultron. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Like come on, come on. <laughs> Ronan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would. Yeah, I would put Ultron there. But uh, I'm glad. I'm glad to see them coming back. All three of them. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I, I really. I'm curious to see how that fits into the MCU. But something that's dead and is gonna stay dead. Well, maybe because it isn't coming back as of right now. But yeah, so I mentioned the Donald Glover. Uh, Deadpool animated series was canceled. Mm-hmm. 
And so a lot of uh, news outlets was coming out and was just like, oh, yeah, it was a, well, it was actually canceled because, you know, Donald Glover has a lot of stuff going on with, you know. Oh, I saw this. And he was like, uh, with, no. <laughs> yeah, like with, with Star Wars, a solo story. And now, you know, Atlanta is coming back in full swing. And so, you know, he's kind of busy. So he has a, he has a very hectic schedule. <laughs> and so he tweeted. He was like, so I ain't busy. <laughs> yeah, actually, I wasn't too busy to do this story, FYI. And then he released a 15 page. Did you read the script? No, I didn't read the script. I heard so, it was good, though. So, yeah, he released a 15-page script, which I'm assuming he wrote it after the whole cancellation thing happened because he referenced Deadpool being canceled, and it was called Finale. And then also some of the things he referenced like happened like only like a week or so ago or like a couple days before he released the script because he was talking about uh, the Beyonce face biting in the, in the news. Okay. So it was he definitely like wrote he I think he wrote that shit like right before he tweeted it. And yeah, he 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 talked about based based on based on the script. I was like, yeah, why was this canceled? It seems to be a trend now with Deadpool like properties. It's like you would think the executive would, executives would learn after the first incident where it's like uh Ryan Rose had to leak that Deadpool footage. It's like, don't you get it? Don't you get this yet? Like if you cancel Deadpool property and then you release it online. Obviously, it's going to be like amazing. And you're going to try to cover up afterwards. Just don't do it. Just, just let it come out. But yeah, the whole episode was about him saving. Because, you know, I, I don't know if you know, but in the news, like the very last male white rhino died. Okay. So that was the whole, that, that was the premise of the episode. Like him trying to save that white rhino. I read ex- excerpts from it. So well, I know what yeah, the joke. While making pop culture references. Like, so it's not really the last rhino because it's like. We have the semen frozen. <laughs> like, so you can Jurassic Park this shit anytime. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really the last writer. Well, I'm saying, was it canceled because of racism? I mean, there was an all black writer's room. <laughs> I didn't even see that one. Yeah. Or talk about, oh, the Beyonce, but so Sanaa Lathan did it? What? <laughs> so then uh, after that article, or he uh, came out with the, uh, with the tweet releasing the script, you know, people doing their investigative journalism. People are coming out and saying that the reason that Marvel put put the kibosh on Deadpool may had to do with Taylor Swift. Because, uh-huh. yeah, he had an entire uh, Taylor Swift episode <laughs> that basically more or less shitted on Taylor Swift. And okay. so, uh, uh, what's his name? Steven Glover, his brother, who was also the co-creator, he posted a tweet that got that he deleted since then, but the rap caught it before he deleted it. And he basically said, there definitely was a Taylor Swift episode and it was hilarious, all, all caps. And he says, and, I, and it was definitely the last straw, LOL. Why? Our show wasn't too black. It wasn't that black at all, but we definitely wanted to give hashtag, I mean, not hashtag, quote, Rick and Morty a run for their money. And I think we wow. would have. And I think we would have. Proud of the gang. So according to the tweet, he's like, because t- he said the Taylor Swift episode was definitely the last straw. Why? What's the big deal with Taylor Swift? I don't know. Maybe it made Marvel uncomfortable and maybe Taylor Swift maybe got wind of it and called some, you know, called some people. Taylor Swift got power like that? The power maybe of the Swift? She, <laughs> I guess she does. <laughs> No, there's only one rule in Hollywood. Do not defy the Swift. But yeah, because, I mean, why else would he say that? Like, I think the Taylor Swift thing was the last straw. I don't know. Was there some kind of, like, controversy with um, Donald Glover and Taylor Swift in the past? Not that I know of. Then I don't get it. Did they date? <laughs> Does, uh, maybe maybe they did. I don't know, because she didn't come out with a song about him. Because yeah. every time she breaks up with somebody, she releases a song. Word. So, I don't know. She's been spitting venom <laughs> like Spider-Man. But speaking of Venom, 
Ooh, about it. Not the not the show Venom, but tox toxicity. Okay. <laughs> so the X Men franchise. What about it? Dark Phoenix. It's coming out to come this out. year. No, it was supposed to come out in November. It's been pushed. Even to, that, I didn't know it was come out that long. No, it's, yeah, it's supposed November, to come. It's supposed Jesus. to come out in November of okay. this year, but it's been pushed to next year. Just like New Mutants. Yeah, and new and uh, it's been pushed to February Valentine's Day next year. And when's New Mutants? And New Mutants, uh, New Mutants was funny enough. I don't remember the original date because I know that was supposed to come out this year too, but it was pushed to next year. Yeah. But it got pushed even further into next year. <laughs> so that now it's not coming out. I don't remember the original release date. Oh, the original release date was August. No, that's that's that was this year. It's not saying what the original release date was, but now it's been pushed to August second of next year. Okay. And why? I don't know. Obviously, they're going to do reshoots, but to reshoot what? I don't know. But they're also saying that they felt like because of so much, so many things coming out in you know November and all this other stuff, they feel like they would also uh, be better suited to push it into November because you know all these movies are making money in February. I said mm-hmm. November. All these movies are making money in February. Deadpool, New Black Panther. So yeah, maybe those movies are actually good. Yeah, exa- <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, let's not let's not jump on that uh, February train so quickly just because like oh yeah, all, they make money in February, right? It's like well, they also are good. That's also a common denominator there. So, yeah, so they they pushed both both of them. So I'm like, I'm not. all right, they're just they're just essentially telling me that this X-Men franchise aside from Deadpool is just dead in the fucking water. Oh yeah, that's where I'm at too. And then also not not just with that but they're saying with uh sounds like Justice League all over again but with New Mutants <laughs> they're reshooting about 50% of the movie. New Mutants? New Mutants. Uh that's why I said it sounds like Justice League all over. It does. With with the exception of the fact that they're uh changing directors. They're not changing directors. But, I mean, last we heard, it wasn't even like as much of a horror movie as we thought. Yeah, and that's what that, and and that's why they, that's why they did the first set of reshoots so to lean horror? more into the horror. But now they're saying, but now they did all those shoots. There's like, okay, this movie now doesn't make any fucking sense. Let's <laughs> yeah. reshoot more. Because <laughs> now, now, now they're saying they want to lean more into the horror. But I'm like, but isn't that why you did the reshoots in the first place? Now you're doing reshoots again to do more horror, like. This tone is gonna be terrible. What, what are you guys doing? It's gonna be all over the place. What are you guys doing? I don't. But I'm like, okay, whatever. Whatever. I'm like, I'm not excited about this this thing again <laughs> anymore. But there was there was also a character with that that they called Warlock. That's what that was supposed to be in the movie. I don't know what their power set is, but now with that they're doing the reshoots and stuff like that, they decided to cut. They decided to cut the character because they said the character's power set and the way they look. And all that stuff is gonna cost too much money. So, to, so to cut the budget, we're gonna cut that character out. Well, Warlock in the original comics was like that crazy black digital looking, thing, yeah, right? robot looking thing. Yeah, but I'm like, I don't know how it's gonna work. Oh, we action. gotta cut, we gotta cut the budget. Let's cut the character. It's like, no, how about you put more? But especially if you're doing reshoots, that's like, I guess about maybe that's why. It's like, oh, because we gotta do reshoots. That that's gonna cost more money. So let's try to trim the fat somewhere. Let's get rid of this character. It's like, no, you shouldn't do that. Gonna be crap. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how I feel. Speaking of something else, that's gonna be crap now. Going into it, but I'm like, but it's gonna be, it's gonna sound like beautiful crap. So the composer for Black Panther, uh, what's his name, Ludwig? Uh, yeah, Ludwig Goranson. He's now been uh, confirmed to do the score for Venom. 
So that's, so that's why I said it's going to sound like beautiful crap. Sweet, so I guess. Gonna, so basically, I just said and I need to watch the movie with my eyes closed. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not excited for this. Close my eyes. I, at least I know it's going to sound nice. <laughs> but it's just going to be prototyped, the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> Dude wears a hoodie. It's over. Also, correction, it's Alex Mercer, not Alex Yeah, Cross. Alex Mercer. I said, yeah. I saw, and it's what you repeated it twice. Like, Alex Cross. It's Alex Cross. <laughs> it's yeah, like, I, wrong. I, I saw somebody tag you, tag both of us. Yeah. Like, Alex Cross is the Tyler Perry movie. I'm like, it's still Alex. I was close. <laughs> no, you're over here quoting Tyler Perry. You're, you're just admonishing Tyler Perry. Now you're quoting him. Yeah, you're... He's so trash. He's so stuck, it's stuck in my head. Now you're a sleeper agent for Tyler Perry. <laughs> but yeah, uh... Do you have you ever heard of the Tommy Knockers by Stephen King? Yes. So uh, James Wan, you know Aquaman, Conjure, he's doing the Tommy Knockers. Wait, what the fuck? So I mean Stephen King, like, I don't, it's getting a resurgence in in the movie universe. And is it the thing where he like he leases out his movies for like five cents or something? Something I, ridiculously I don't know. I don't, low. I don't know. I don't know how much. It's something really low. Like so anybody can make a Stephen King movie. But I mean, he's worth like five hundred million dollars. Yeah, so he doesn't care about the money. Yeah, it's not like he needs the money. No. But yeah, for those of you that don't know, uh, the Tommy Knockers. It says it is an allegorical tale of addiction. Stephen King was struggling with his own addiction at the time. Oh yeah. The threat of nuclear power, the danger of mass hysteria, and the absurdity of technical evolution run amok. All are relevant today. And it says the Tommy Knockers follows the story of a town in Maine, because all of his books take place in Maine, plagued by the effects of an alien gas coming from a spaceship. Residents of the town develop superhuman abilities at the cost of their own sanity and the building of a collective hive mind. One resident, guard, has a steel plate in his head and can withstand the gas's influence. He sets about trying to fix his small town. Mm-hmm. I'm never and I've never actually heard like I've heard of the book, but I didn't know what it was about. So I'm like, all right, I'm into Stephen King's and James Wan is pretty good with the, like his horror movies with yeah. the Conjuring and and stuff like that. So I'm interested. I'm interested. Do Ho- the Langoliers next? <laughs> Ho- hopefully, he does better with he does good with Aquaman. We're, we're wait, yeah, wait, let's, let's wait, see how he yeah, does that first. Waiting to see, waiting to see with that one. <laughs> I don't trust it. Yeah, I don't trust it at all. But uh. Some good slash not so good news. So uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and this also put a halt on uh, the Terminator because they're supposed to come back and uh, start <laughs> shooting soon. But Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, no. Not the Terminator movie, Michael. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your favorite franchise, your niceness. Oh, my God. <laughs> but yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger is in the hospital because he had open heart surgery. Oh, no. But uh, what is that? He had to get. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, that's so wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just picture him collapsing. <laughs> 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 but no, funny enough, his first words when he came out of the surgery was, I'll, I'll be back. No, he, no, he's, I'm back. That was his first words coming out of the surgery. I was joking. <laughs> I was making a purposefully no, those corny are, joke. Those were his first words. But yeah, he had to get a, Carther valve replaced. Okay, I don't know that is, but all right. A valve in his heart. All right. But yeah, uh, but he, yeah, he's good. I thought it was made of iron. Like, I don't understand. No, it's made of uh, whatever that stuff is. What stuff? <laughs> the Terminator stuff. It's, I don't think it's iron, but whatever that metal, metal is. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's made of. 
But yeah, so I mean, he 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 came out the surgery, so that's good. But the fact that he had to have open heart surgery, which is kind of serious. Mm-hmm. But at least, at least he's at least he's, uh That's why I said good good news, but not so good news. So yeah, at least he's thank thankfully he's out of it. So sending you our well wishes that he makes a full recovery. Yeah, get better, Terminator. Yeah, let it come back, be back, come come with us if you want to live. Come with blurred vision if you want to live. Listen to blurred vision if you want to live. There we go. We got, we got there. We got there, guys. It took, it took a couple takes. It took a couple tries. I'm, I'm an actor, and actors you get you get many takes unless it's theater. So that was the take three. I got it. Woo, Make woo. friends with the editor, Jordan. No. <laughs> Whatever. Fuck you. But. Uh, the movie hasn't come out yet, but it's been confirmed that Colin Trevorrow, Trevorrow, whatever, however you say it, <laughs> but he's confirmed to come back to do uh, Jurassic World 3, and Steven Spielberg is also coming back to produce it. So I guess that means the second one, they Wait, were- Wait, yeah, this, the second one's not the same guy? No, it's, it's still him, so he's doing all three of them now. Oh, okay, all right. So I, I was going to say, so I guess that means the studio is happy with what they see based on, uh, even though the movie hasn't come out yet, they're happy with what they got. Okay. As a, uh, unlike with like Star Wars, Star Wars, because he was supposed to do episode nine and like, yeah, fuck you. We don't like your stuff. So he, fi- so he got fired. What? Why? Because uh, his movie, The Book of Henry or whatever came out and it didn't do that. It, it didn't do that well. Yeah. But like, and then I, I also, I also don't think they liked his direction. I guess. So they brought, so they brought JJ so back. And JJ. I, I really want to see what happens with this solo movie. See what like this all this meddling does to the Star Wars franchise. Honestly, I don't think it's gonna be good. But I don't think it's be good either. And I, I, I want to see what happens if it's not good. But speaking of Solo, as of right now, riding solo, riding solo, solo. Which I'm just like I, I'm. I'm like I guess, but right now it's tracking to uh, make one hundred and fifty dollars. One hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna be about one fifty. Whoa! If it makes that, like, whoa. like three people saw the movie. <laughs> so it was Michael, and it was all his friends. And that's oh, it's, not, it's not gonna be me. <laughs> but right, yeah, right now is tracking to make one hundred and fifty million at the at the domestic box office <laughs> opening weekend. Okay. So I'm like, I guess whatever. I'm, uh, which I I feel like that's kind of low for a Star Wars movie. But I guess it's solo, so I guess, uh, I don't know. It doesn't really... I don't know the, the trajectory of like what they're looking at. Mm-hmm. That's the wrong guy. But uh, also, I, I went blank again. Why is this becoming a thing? <laughs> um, it's because it's late. It's 11-11. It's 11-11. 11-11. That's a, that's a, that's a store. <laughs> but yeah, so... Uh, which I'm like, how are they going to do this? Because he's an Asgardian, but they were looking... And they won't say who, but... They were looking at Matt Damon to play the uh, the villain in Spider-Man Homecoming. As what was the villain? They didn't say who, but uh, essentially he he just he said he uh, passes on. It. He didn't want to do it. He didn't say why. So now they're trying to because it would overlap with his already. Um, he's already he's already in the universe as the. That's guy what who I was saying. Loki. Like he, <laughs> the guy who played Loki. That's what I was like, he's already Loki. he's already confirmed as an Asgardian. So why would they even look at him to try to be a villain? What? Sure, that was a joke cameo appearance anyway, so they wouldn't care. But like, what would he be? Would do you have like a fan cast in your head? I mean, Matt Damon, Spider Man, Matt villain. Damon, Spider Man villain, uh, the Lizard. Well, now, what would they do? Where the would they do that again? No, no, they wouldn't do that again. Doctor Octopus, maybe like a young version. Would they do that again? <laughs> I, 
They could. They could do it more like the Ultimate Spider-Man version of, of Doc Ock. If they go younger, make him sexy. Or maybe... Give uh him like the, the metal Let me see. Scorp- Scorpion Mysterio. They already got a shocker. He's like a low-grade Magneto kind of... Yeah, they already got a shocker. They already got a Venom. Yeah, there's Mysterio, Craven. They're not going to do Craven. I appropriate the culture. <laughs> Norman, Norman Osborn, I doubt they're going to do that. Uh, yeah. The Jackal? No, they're not going to do The Jackal. Oh, God, I hope not. Uh, uh, don't get that fan it's upset. It's fucking <laughs> the, the one that wrote oh, yeah, it yeah, in like, yeah, the review. Jackal. I want The Jackal. like, what? Ew, Jackal. <laughs> um, who, who am I missing? Like, this is a lot of Spider-Man. The Rhino. They're not going to do Rhino. No. Who would he be? I feel like Dr. Octopus is the only one, like, like a sexy Dr. Octopus. Put him in the little, the little tiny glasses. Mess up his hair. Moreland? Give him a trench coat. <laughs> it's too soon to introduce Moreland. No, Moreland. They're never going to do a vampire <laughs> Spider-Man god villain thing. Or will they? No, they won't. <laughs> but well, yeah, so- actually, maybe they will actually for Spider-Verse. For um, the Miles Morales movie. What's, they haven't talked about the villains for that, right? No. So then, there you go. But yeah, he he turned it down, so they're trying to find. Well, fuck some- him! <laughs> yeah. uh, fuck you, Matt Damon. They're trying to find somebody else to to do it. But uh, we don't need you anyway. Speaking of things that they're trying to they're one that they want to do that I hope they do. So the producer of Teen Titans Go and the original died. Teen, teen, no, <laughs> shut the fuck up. I was just kidding. And the original Teen Titans series. His name is Michael Jelenic. He was at WonderCon this weekend. Okay. And he basically said, uh, "Fuck that, you all." <laughs> shut kidding. the fuck up. I'm just kidding. But he was like, "I," because uh, some people people asked him about the original Teen Titans series, uh-huh. and he said, "I can almost guarantee that that series is going to come back." The original Teen Titans series. Now, is he saying that because it's actually in development, or is he saying that because it's like if I say this, fanboys and fangirls will go nuts on the internet, which will then give me leverage to go and pitch this idea to a company? Like, you know what I mean? Like, is it? Yeah, but why would he say almost guarantee? Because just by the virtue of he knows there's an audience for it, and if he says it, the audience will be vocal about it, and if the audience is vocal about it, then he can show that to some kind of executive and be like, "That's why we should make it," and then they make it. Yeah, I guess maybe because yeah. right now they're doing promotion for the Teen Titans Go movie that's supposed to hit theaters soon, mm-hmm. which I'm just like, why? That's an awesome theory that Teen Titans Go all takes place in Beast Boy's mind from the original series. That would make it would make sense. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh, that, that actually makes this like forgivable. <laughs> you know, I like I like some episodes of Teen Titans Go a lot. It's just as a whole series. I saw one episode where they were singing about waffles, and I was like, what is this shit? <laughs> I'm not saying they're all good. A lot of them are really corny and cringy, but there there are some hilarious. Ones. I'm like, I'm, I'm I get peanuts from bar. I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't deal with this. But yeah, I mean, so, I'm not gonna defend it. I'm just, I'm just gonna. <laughs> so I mean, I don't in, like in, that much. In the era where shit keeps coming back, Teen Titans, Teen Titans, the original coming back, I would be, I'm here for it. Fuck yes, Trigon, Red X, the the evil Beast mode, Beast Boy version. Thing I'm just like, doing. give me Static Shock, Static Shock, Static Shock. Gotta go, gotta get up. Gotta superhero, go, gotta go. superhero, static shock. <laughs> but uh, speaking of things coming back, and this kind of makes me excited because I was talking about this. I'm like, there needs to be a moment where this happens. But Katie Lotz is coming back to Arrow for the season finale. She's uh, bringing Sarah Lance back, and I'm pretty sure she's gonna have a <laughs> questions. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, she's gotta have. She's gotta have a moment with uh, with with Laurel. Oh wait, we need to talk about Arrow. Because you, you didn't watch it. So you could have told me about it. It I was I would have sat here and listened. It was a You are an heiress to the demon. That is something you can never truly run from. You cannot deny your father's legacy any more than I can deny mine. 
They will find you. Meet the new assassins. Stand down. Blood will be shed. Really? The, 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 Roy, Roy left. Roy and the Roy and Thea left. I know that's why I was hoping it was good. They thought they thought they were Marvel because they tried to have they had the Thanatos Guild. <laughs> They're like, we need to Infinity War's coming out. Gonna, <laughs> let's let's connect the Thanatos Guild and basically pause the news section real quick. Pause. Boop, boop. Okay, that's my pause theme song. But yeah, so uh, so there's a, there's a sect of the Assassins Guild that. Uh, was started by Malcolm Merlin, and basically he was uh, on a on a quest, and he had a map that like a treasure map that they're trying to find that only Thea could unlock, and so they thought that either Thea knew where the map was or that she knows where to find it. This sounds like such filler. Oh, it definitely this was is like hundred percent filler right now. So the whole episode was about. Uh, Nessa Al Ghul coming like you cannot escape. I just like you, we are both the the daughters of the demon, and you cannot escape your father's past just as much as I can't escape my father's past. And I'm trying to right my father's wrong, and that's your birthright to right your father's wrong. Because whole, the whole episode is like, oh, I just want to go, I want to leave. It can't be me. And then on top of that, like like they have no purpose for Curtis. He's essentially become Renee's daughter's babysitter. The whole episode. He's like, do you want macaroni and cheese? He's like, we had that for the last couple of days. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be a good episode. And now, so the whole episode is them trying to find the map. And it turns out that uh, Malcolm Merlin found three Lazarus pits around the world. And so that was that. So that's how Thea got written off the show. Like her, Nissa, and Roy are now traveling the world to try to find those three Lazarus pits. <laughs> Oh, Bathia, we'll see you whenever you have a and some and, time. and of course Dig, <laughs> Dig, cameo. and of course Diggle brings up the whole him uh, taking over as uh, the Green Arrow again. He's like that's still on the table, right? Nothing's changed, right? He's like Oliver was like, yeah, a lot's changed. It's just us, like and if you become the Green Arrow, it's just going to be you. I don't want you out in the field by yourself. And then uh, Thea was like, you need to stop stringing him along. And he also came out and was like. I think the main reason, I think the real reason you don't want to give it up is because you like it. And because he, and he's like, because he, cause, oh, no, I don't lean into it that way. No, because he mentioned, because he also mentioned, he's like, I thought it was going to be because he felt like that no, it was a burden. Because he, he met, because he, because he, because he was, he had a conversation with Thea, because Thea was also like, because Roy, there was an overlap with Roy, was like, why do you want to, you just talked about us leaving and all this other stuff, and now Nessa's pulling you into this, and she gave you a way out. She said you don't have to do it, but you're like, keep going into it. And like, why are you doing this? Is it because you don't want to be with me? She's like no i just feel like being being and, and it's totally random being speedy it makes me a better person it makes me a better my better self and it's like you haven't been speedy since like two seasons Word. yeah you haven't been you speed- only became speedy again because roy was in danger yeah you, you, it's like, about you haven't that. been speedy for like two seasons now but she's like oh being speedy makes me a better version of myself if that was and true you would have so got I can't, her I can't, training yeah <laughs> i can't i can't drop it oh uh, but you did yeah, exactly. And so they so because of that they had to cut she had a conversation with, with with Oliver and was like, No, I feel like you feel you you feel that you being the green arrow makes you a better version of yourself. That's why you can't give it up. Okay, well that's not And then also he says he 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 says he's it's like yeah want, he's like yeah that he's like there's that and also the fact the main reason I gave up being the green arrow is because of my son. 
he knows William knows that I'm the Green Arrow now, and he accepts it. So it's like, so now. But well, he said that, that was temporary. Now that was permanent. No, he's like he accepts it. So now I have no reason to give it up because he's cool with it. That is that you. The, the writers aren't good anymore. They, they, <laughs> all they had to do was just say that no, yeah, it's a burden, and it's so obvious it's a burden. Like it's not. I don't think I'm like making a crazy prediction there. No, it's you're like, not. It's like. Come on, man. You, you, you talk about Batman all the time. You're- and even going back to what you said, yeah, he accepted it because he said this is only going to be temporary. Yeah. And not once did he tell us something's going to be like from now on. Yeah, I'm going to be from, from now, now on. on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be Arrow. I don't give a fuck about you. <laughs> all right. So, so, so it ended with like, you need to tell Diggle, like, stop trying to string him along. Like, you're eventually like going to give it to him. I don't like it. I don't like that. Benching the black guy. And then uh, Curtis goes on a date with one of the cops. Wanna wanna uh wanna uh what the fuck is her name? Bootleg Black Canary. Dinah. Dinah, one of her one of her cop persons. Yeah, I'm not feeling that. He just ran he like doesn't even know if the guy's gay. He's just like, You wanna go get dinner? Mm. Whack. Okay, back to the He's just like he's just like, Yeah, I'll go get dinner. It's like that doesn't work in real life. Like I can't just walk up to somebody and be like, You wanna get dinner? Like, yeah. I'm gonna get punched in the face. But I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah, I was hoping for more than that. But yeah, so Sarah, so I would give it a less than pass. No, yeah, less than passable. Oh. No, I would give it a low passable. Okay. Yeah, low passable. Meh. But yeah, so Kate, Katie Lost is coming back to uh, <laughs> coming back to Arrow. Why is Black Siren on the team? <laughs> Who is this bitch? <laughs> Who? Why does she look like my sister? And you know what? Uh, what's also coming back? What? Fantastic Four is coming back to comics finally after being gone for almost two years. And oh, Reed's filing out of the negative zone or whatever, fighting Doctor Doom, whatever the hell they were doing. They're, they're fixing the multiverse. It's uh, Secret Wars. Yeah, whatever they were doing. So yeah, they're coming back in full swing and it's going to be written by Dan Slott. Oh, he's, Spider-Man guy. Yeah, he's leaving Spider-Man after running, being on Spider-Man for the past 10, 10 plus years. And he's now doing, he's doing Iron Man and he's doing uh, Fantastic Four. That kind of gets me interested because also the artist is going to be Sarah Pacelli. Ooh. Yeah, she's good. She's great. She's great. Yeah, so. That gets, uh, I guess that makes sense since Dan Miles Morales is canceled yeah, forever. Yeah, canceled. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. She needs something else. <laughs> and Bendis is gone, so. New Fantastic Four. So, oh, I guess, so the fact that Dan Slott is doing it, because I liked his Spider-Man run. I think he kind of peaked after Spider-Verse. Same. After that, I feel like kind of meets like the Spider-Man books have meandered. I I I, I couldn't tell you what this even been going on. In those like books. I, I've I've seen some of it. Like the most interesting thing that happened and didn't come from Dan Slott. It came from the other Spider-Man book, Spectacular Spider-Man book, is the fact that uh, Jameson now knows that he's Spider-Man, Peter <laughs> Parker. Does he still think he's a menace? <laughs> no, funny enough, he helps him. Okay, well, I just ruined his character. <laughs> you ruined J. No, Jonah Jameson. You don't know. Jameson has evolved. No. <laughs> yeah, so that gets me interested in uh, Fantastic Four, as opposed to, I'm still pissed off about them canceling fucking Miles Morales. But I feel like, kind of like with DC, like, there should always be a Batman book, there should always be a Superman book, there should always be a Wonder Woman book. I feel like there should always be a Fantastic Four book. So. Cool. Yeah. But... Are you ready to be upset? No. <laughs> I'm not ready. Well, you're going to be upset. Okay. Trash news. All right, what's the trash So, news? all the shows 
on CW have been renewed for next season. <laughs> Except. <laughs> no, don't tell me. Don't tell me it's the black one. Don't tell me it's Black Lightning. Black Lightning. Come on, fuck on. <laughs> for low ratings. So, no season two of Black Lightning. Are you serious? Yes. April Fool's? April Fool's? Oh, kill me. Oh. oh, I was about to jump over this table and strangle you to death. I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. Oh, man. I was about to be like, fuck people. Fuck CW. Fuck. So, yeah, April Fool's. All the shows have been renewed for next season. Oh, my God. I was like, there's no way. This show is not getting. It's canceled. The only black one. Can you imagine? Oh, uh, I would riot. <laughs> what? <But yeah>. Legends? <laughs> no, people love legends, but they don't love black. They're like you. It's too black. Oh, it's fuck too you. black. It's <laughs> your fault. But speaking of something that's not April Fool's, okay. this is real. All right, what's real? So, you know Carrie Fisher's dead. Dark, but yeah. So, and you know, she plays, she plays Leia in Star Wars. She also plays Leia, yes. <laughs> she, pl- she, she plays yeah. Leia. Well, instead of writing her off for the next movie, they are looking at somebody, to, somebody else to play her in episode nine. Oh my God. They're going to oracle this from the Matrix? <laughs> they are, they're going to oracle. They're gonna, oh, I hated they're gonna, that. They're going ro- to roadie her. Ah, but this is worse because it's two movies in. Not at well, no, no, really, it's, 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 it's way more than that. Yeah, really, really, it's six movies. It's like in. forty years in. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. All right, so well, how they, who they, why they? <laughs> Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Yes. Does she even look like Leia? I guess a little bit, but not enough to be like this is Leia. <laughs> She's always been Leia. <laughs> I mean, there was a there was a movie uh, that Carrie Fisher because she wrote a book ba- like loosely based on her life, and Meryl Streep played. Like a younger, this was like in the early '90s or late '80s. Meryl Streep played a, a a younger version of Carrie Fisher. So I guess. So wait, is this official or is this a rumor? No, it's it's not official, but that's that's they're saying that's who they're they're looking at to replace, possibly replace Carrie Fisher. How do you feel about that? Part of me is like, I don't like it, but at the same time, I get it because. Leia, Leia, I feel like Leia is such an iconic character and also the way the movie ended. Yeah. It wouldn't necessarily make sense for them to just say, oh, she's off somewhere or she died off screen or whatever. Yeah, it's almost like a big fuck and you. Then, and then also because... Leia like, died in her sleep. Yeah, like, then what? also because they, because they kill Harrison Ford, I mean, not Harrison Ford, but because they kill Han Solo, then they kill Luke. And granted, he might come back as a force ghost, but he's still dead. Yeah. I don't necessarily want them to, oh, and we're going to kill Leia too. Yeah. And, but, and then we're going to do it off screen. Mm-hmm. So it's like it seems like she's important to the story. She's definitely, and th- that's also another thing. Like because of the way episode eight ended, like it would be kind of weird if they just write have her be off screen. Yeah. So I mean, I get it if they go like the Dumbledore route where the actor died and then they replace him with another actor. Was even the or, first movie, like in the second movie, he was replaced, right? I think it was the second, second or third movie. I thought it was maybe it was the third. Or like Andy Whitfield died in the first season of Spartacus and he got replaced with Liam McIntyre. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not like there's not precedent where a person dies and they replace them. Or like 
You think any CG Terrence, assistance? Terrence Howard suddenly gets darker. He suddenly gets... Oh, that was a terrible many, switch. Many shades yeah, darker and becomes Rhodey. no similarity at all. <laughs> but um, what, do, you, do you think any CGI involvement or no? No, because no. I, I don't think it's perfected enough where it would look... It would look weird. Yeah, even like in Rogue One, it was like... Uh, I'm fine with it, I guess. And plus, I'm like, if you're going to get somebody, Meryl Streep was like the best act, like... Yeah. She could play me. <laughs> she could play me. Wow, <laughs> she could. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and she's close. I mean, she's you know, of all like when you said Meryl Streep, I was like, mm, that actually kind of makes sense. So I mean, if they do, ultimately, like like I said, part I mean, of me just like the, the part of me yeah, just, says just no. the fact that it's replacing Carrie Fisher, yeah. but it's like, but you don't. It's not like she got fired or whatever. It's, it's not like they're pulling a, a fucking Kratos or TC Carson was Kratos for like ten plus years, yeah. and then they fire him for this newest game, and it's some new random guy. Yeah. So, I mean, if they do it, I mean, I get it, but... That's what they did with Solid Snake, too, David Hayter. Just like, all of a sudden, Mega Shot 5, nope, we're replacing you with this guy. Like, no! That's not the guy. But yeah, but, uh... Casting news, some more casting news. So, Oberyn, Pedro Pascal. Yeah, my man. They, they haven't said who he's playing, but I hope it's... I'll, I'll say who it is after, but he's in talks... To play a key role in yeah. Wonder Woman 2. Ooh. I'm hoping it's Zeus. Ooh. 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 Scooby Snacks. Scooby But yeah, I'm hoping it's Zeus. That'd it'll, be cool. Yeah, it'll be very cool. But yeah, he's he it says key role. But I'm like, what other key role in a Wonder Woman movie? Yeah, what Cheetah? It, I don't know. Cheetah's a woman, though. <laughs> no, but I mean like I don't know any others side characters that are related to Cheetah that are men, so. Yeah, I guess Zeus. I don't know. Maybe she's new love interest. He's a new love interest? I don't know. No, because I was, I, I was told that the, the, that they're going to bring bring him back. Steve Trevor. How? I don't know. Martian Manhunter. Martian Manhunter. The Time, Martian Manhunter. The time Stone. <laughs> what? <laughs> we got we to gotta ride that Marvel dick somehow. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure DC has something equivalent. Can we cross over with you? <laughs> they got they gotta some Please. type of they got some type of time something. Yeah. But something I'm not a fan of. That you're not gonna be a fan of. What? Don't tell me what I'm a fan of. No, no you're not gonna be a fan of yeah. it. Maybe um, I'm gonna love it. What is no, it? No, you're not gonna love it. So the Tomb Raider movie didn't make any money. Okay, I don't love this. <laughs> and so it's unclear whether a sequel is gonna be on the table. Nah. But if it is on the table, it said because the movie didn't make money, MGM and Warner Brothers, if they go forward with it, they don't wanna go forward with the franchise with Alicia Vikander. Damn. Vikander. Son. I mean, did you? I liked her. I liked her. Double Toasted didn't. I read, I listened to the review the other day. I was like, wow. They. I'm glad I listened to this review before we talked because like they destroyed it. And then they and they picked apart her performance too. They said she was like really like one note and dull. But I liked her performance. Yeah, I disagree with that. Yeah, I don't. I didn't see anything wrong with it. Um, maybe she doesn't look 100 percent like what I imagine Laura Croft does in my head. I would say she looked more in line with the reboot than she did with the original. No, no, that's what I mean. I, but I'm saying when I saw her in the trailer, she didn't really fit what I thought the Grant, like a, well, a real well, version no, Grant, of the modern well, version. Yeah, because I was gonna say she was a lot more meek than yeah. than the video game. Yeah, the Laura from the video game had a little bit more meat on her. Yeah, the Laura. Yeah, yeah, right. In the movie, she seems more frail. 
Yeah. Yeah. And her frame is like smaller. Um, so maybe, maybe, and maybe if. But even still, it's like if you. But gonna, you know how you don't you think somebody crushes a performance and you see somebody else do it even better. You know what I mean? Yeah, so but like, the fact maybe, that. It's, but it's like maybe it could be done. They're, they're misfiring on all cylinders here because it's like, hey, the movie didn't make money in the first place. So then you're talking about doing another movie, either a reboot or continuing this movie. You can't continue it and switch the. But actor. then you're gonna switch the actor. Yeah, that wouldn't make sense. But then I'm like, but then even if you do a reboot, this movie didn't make money. This is a reboot of the reboot. <laughs> yeah. So it's like financially, it's like, why do you think the people are gonna come? If they didn't yeah, watch this makes, one, why yeah, would they the next th- one? They didn't watch the one with Angelina Jolie. Well, they watched the first one, but they didn't watch the other one. So it's like, what makes you think they're going to watch this third incarnation? Why didn't people watch? I mean, I guess, do you think people are just burned out in video game movies? I th- yeah, I, th- I think probably that was it. And I, th- I think it was also going back to, because when we talked about it in our review, we weren't really fans of the trailer. It was like the last trailer that really made us go, all right, we'll give it a shot. I'm a survivor. But for the most part, we weren't really fans of the trailer, and I'm pretty sure most people probably felt that way. That's probably yeah. why they didn't go see it. I'm not gonna give. Up. But and then most people, then most people with the reviews, that, which confused the hell out of me, true. talking about, oh yeah, it doesn't break 40%, the percent, right? it didn't break the curse of the video game movie, yeah. but it was good. That's true. It's like I yeah. bet you the DVD sales would be better. I hope so. Yeah. Maybe that'll maybe that'll hopefully help push it into the uh, maybe getting the sequel. Yeah. Or maybe we're just dumb and nobody else agrees with us. That's per usual. <laughs> I mean, we enjoyed it. Everybody was like, you idiots. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Everyone was terrible. <laughs> maybe. But something that's getting good reviews. Okay. Uh, Batman Ninja. They're saying. Oh, yeah. That movie. They're saying it sets a new standard for DC films. Uh, one of the re- <laughs> It's actually good. <laughs> yeah, one, yeah, pretty much. One of the reviews says, Batman Ninja isn't just a fascinating new take on Batman with character designs by iconic Afro samurai creator Takashi Okazaki. Mm. The movie's real fun comes from the violent collision of Batman universe gadgets and characters, over-the-top anime-style action, and the setting of feudal Japan. Somebody else said... These disparate elements come together in endless surprising ways from the Batmobile speeding through the street and alleys of historic Japanese villages to the Joker green hair tied back in a distinct top knot whipping out a mini a minigun in the middle of a watery ship to ship battle. So Watashiwa yeah. Obatman bat, Batoman <laughs> Batoman Batoman Uh so yeah, winding down. So Supernatural renewed for a 14th season. The show just won't don't, die. Don't care. Show just the show just <laughs> I, won't die. I literally die. couldn't get less of a fuck. I, I couldn't. Well, you've never seen Supernatural. But here's breaking news. Um, a follower just told me that we should be watching the Suicide Squad movie. There's a new anime. What movie. Suicide Squad movie? There's a new animated Suicide Squad movie out called Hell to Pay or something like that. So, next week. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. No, I'll watch it. But yes, and then, uh, so, yeah. Fuck me, right? <laughs> Whatever. So, final final news bit. So, MoviePass, which I'm like, why do they keep doing this after we signed up? And I'm like, how are they making money? So, MoviePass cut its prices again. They were at, like, $9.95. Then they went down to, like, $7.95. Now, for new subscribers only, so if you already got a MoviePass, fuck you and fuck us. But now... For a limited time, if you sign up now for MoviePass, you will be able to see a movie every day for six ninety five a month. How are they making money? I don't know, but 
sign up for movie pass before they go bankrupt and there's no way i could cancel my membership and then resign no, up new subscribers only you're not new if i your name is already in the system but if i wear a mustache <laughs> how does that why does that work digitally I don't know. Is, your, is your email address gonna have a mustache jordan mustachio <laughs> that's my new name yeah so if you have a movie pass sign up well find out first first of all if you're if you're if it plays in your theater and then sign up for Movie Pass, six ninety five a month. This shit can't be sustainable. So yeah, sign up before they go bankrupt. And watch all the terrible movies you, you know, wouldn't normally have watched without a Movie Pass. That's, that's exactly, what we do. That's exactly what we've done. I was like, like I wouldn't have seen that. Annihilation if it wasn't for Movie Pass. No. I wouldn't have seen The Greatest Showman if it wasn't for Movie Pass. That's actually a good point. That's a good. That's probably the best example of a movie that I'm glad we've seen with the Movie Pass. Yeah. Thing. Because every other movie, I'm like, why did we get a movie pass again? Just to watch shitty movies that we wouldn't have watched without one. <laughs> I was like, all right. Awesome. Pretty much. <laughs> but so. at the end of the day, if you're not watching the IMAX 3D movies, you know, you're, you're paying what, 10 bucks or less for an entire month of movies. Like, if you see a movie a week. If you see one movie, you've already yeah, paid. Yeah, because I, I don't see a movie every day, but maybe a movie a week, maybe depending on the month. Yeah. Like, especially this month. Well, you just see two movies. You already paid for that movie pass. Yeah, basically. More, actually. You've already, like, doubled your investment. So it's worth it. So, yeah, movie pass six ninety five. That was in the news. That was in the news. You're ending on like a helpful like tidbit. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm I'm with it. Okay. Michael uh, Michael want, tips. Do you, do, you to, do you want me to talk about something else? Uh, the cast for Doctor Doolittle. Is that Vo- Voyagers? Came out. Yeah, that was okay. I was gonna talk about. That. I was like, who cares? So I canceled it. I exed it out. Is yeah. uh, Eddie Murphy in it? No. Then I don't give a fuck. I can tell you. I give zero fucks. I can tell you right no, now. No, I give zero fucks. <laughs> Emma, Put Emma, your phone away, zero fucks. Emma Thompson is playing uh, the parrot. Craig, Rob, Craig Robinson is playing the mouse. What? Rami Rami Malik. Well, who's Doolittle? Uh, Robert Downey Jr. What? Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. is Doolittle. Tom Holland is playing Jip the dog. What? This is an Avengers Doctor Doolittle. Selena Gomez is playing Betsy the giraffe. I suddenly John get Cena is playing Yoshi the polar bear. Wow, I I actually give fucks. I can't believe it. I thought I thought I would give zero fucks. I actually give several fucks. Octavia Spencer is playing Duck. Okay, what's the verdict in this? Good or bad? Robert Downey Jr. Really? I mean, Robert Downey Jr. is Doctor Doolittle. Pause. This motherfucker after Sherlock. After, but I like Sherlock. I'm not done. Oh. And then after going back to Iron Man and then going, you know what? I'm going to be a serious actor again. And then doing The Judge, his next movie, after like, man, how, how do I lick my wounds? After I'm going to replace I'm gonna replace Eddie Murphy. Yeah, it's like, what? That's your next step? Like, that's your next logical, like, this is my big movie. Dr. Doolittle? Yeah. With Selena Gomez and Tom, Tom Holland. Holland. <laughs> And just Cena, Spider Man, and, and Spider Man and Iron Man reunite again. Da, 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 da. Yeah, that's the crazy. Part. Okay, so terrible. Why would he choose it? It must be something had it's to God, right? something had to appeal to him. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I want to give Robert Downey Jr. the benefit of the doubt on this. Or maybe they just threw a shit ton of money at him because he's like, all right, I can't. I want. I really want to do Sherlock Holmes three, but I'm so rich. <laughs> I'll do anything. <laughs> he's like, I really want to do Sherlock Holmes three, but it seems like there's no movement on that. So let's do, let's do Doctor Doctor Doolittle. Let, let me talk to animals. <laughs> let's see if I can. Let's see if I can do better than Eddie Murphy because I mean those two movies did. Well, the, well, no, the second one didn't do that well. He's like, pass me that vixen totem. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> I'm the totem bearer. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, that's why. All right. So for next week though, we've got Suicide Squad, 
A Quiet Place is the screening on Tuesday. So we've got those two. And then I think CW shows come back. You're going to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And oh, Hakata Tone School Ramens, because I want to know what you think. All right, I'll do Rapid Fire next week for that then. I'll try. But I do want to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Is it is it over? No. At this point, should I just wait until the season recap? Like, isn't it almost over? I think so. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to try and... When we, when we talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it's going to be a full season recap then, because at this point... I'm like, you, well. you want me to remember everything? <laughs> well, if, at least if I'm fresh on it, you know, we just bounce off uh, I could be like, Okay, I'll be like, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, at least we'll do Maybe. That. Maybe. <laughs> Trap of forgetfulness. Yeah, so who knows? You'd be like, Agents of what? <laughs> yeah, I'm what like, are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, what show is that? I don't remember that. <laughs> who are you? <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> the escalation of forgetfulness. Um, but yeah, so it should be a full weekend. We should have uh, DC Comics nerds if all things goes well. If all things go well. Sounds good? Yeah. Is that it? Is We're that going it? on a date. What? The Quiet Place Quiet thing. Place? Yeah. This ain't, this ain't a date. It's a date. Did you get your ticket? Hold my hand, motherfucker. I ain't gonna hold your hand. <laughs> Eunice will be there. I wanna hold your hand. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm like, we gotta go to New York. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like it. Me I'm gonna be late again. <laughs> no. You, you missed it again. <laughs> Sorry, bro. I gotta turn you away. Just like Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> no. I'm like, fuck you. I'm blurry vision. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're black. You, you look pretty close. No, I'm like 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 Little Shop of Horrors. There was Audrey and Audrey too. Yeah. I'm blurry vision too. <laughs> <laughs> little Shop, Little Shop of Terror. Yeah. I love that freaking. If you don't watch it back, I'm gonna eat you. Oh wait. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I'm like, like Walu. That it, that it come out right. <laughs> or or did it? <laughs> All right. That's what I mean. <laughs> And this has been Blur Vision for the week. It's been Jordan with Michael. What the fuck was that? <laughs> no, no, I don't like how you stuck your tongue at me just now. It disturbed me. <laughs> and, we, ah, and we will see you next week. Bye. <laughs> Peace. I quit.